0: In August
1: 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified?
0: This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio.
2: back to still interested our TV and film reboot remake
3: podcast for Curio I am as always your slightly dusty boy Ben McAllister and I am your teenage video James man Jackson Newson. that's pretty good and with Thank us today <laughs> we have a special a special guest uh, you might say a, a series regular now yeah coming cu- coming back like Jordan we're in the four five. Uh, and here, here, here to make jokes after a
2: sellout season in <laughs> Footloose, we're of course talking about the one and only
1: Nola. Hello, hey, it's glad, glad to be back here on Still Interested once again. Yeah, this she... time talking about a oh. very different movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It is a very different very movie different. To, to, to Footloose. <laughs> I would say has. Uh, An equal proportion of moments of fun (laughs) levity and also things that are kind of just upsetting and have no place in 2018. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's not without similarities. (laughs) Let's put it that way. We're of course talking about Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, the sequel, uh, 2017. Do you know the director? Jake
3: Kasdan.
2: I saw that and I was like, oh, is that that Star Wars boy? It's not that Star Wars (laughs) boy.
3: So... I was a little surprised. What has Jake Kazdan done? Wait, his dad is Lawrence Kazdan. His dad is that Star Wars boy.
2: (laughs) Oh shit! Also, Raiders, which explains all of the fucking Indiana Jones references in the film. Yes, 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 there you go, Jackson. When we first started making this podcast, I think it was like around the time this film was announced. Like when when people were like. This is true. Talking about the fact that we're going to do a Jumanji remake, and we were so fucking excited. But of course, we've had to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray and DVD
3: before we could actually do it. We made that blood oath for being like, "Well, that that'll be the show," When we actually get to the Jumanji reboot. That's that's our, you know, our. Uh... Our magnum opus, so to speak. So, um, yeah, so strap in for the, the best episode, and yeah? last episode. Yeah, it'll be yeah, the best all, one We are going to end the
2: show. Yes, yeah, of course <laughs> it'll be the best one. Nuala's here, it's all happening. <laughs> mm. But yeah, without further uh, ado about nothing, shall, <laughs> uh, shall oh, yeah, we dude. into the film? No,
3: dude, Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah no, very really similar good. to this film, I would say. It's got a very Shakespearean yeah, vibe. very
2: Shakespearean, yes, oh, that's yes. true. Lots of Shakespearean elements, especially, I think,
3: probably the histories. A lot of Richard III... Yeah, th- also Shakespeare really had a big boner for bugs, and there are a lot of bugs yep. in this movie, and so that's, also, that, Sha- that tracks. Shakespeare in Love, also, uh, <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a movie.
2: <laughs> this can be compared to. <laughs> <This,
0: this
2: laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. I hadn't seen the trailer for this movie. That's another thing I want to clarify. I was so excited for this movie, having not seen the trailer. Um just because I fucking love Jumanji, as we discussed in last week's episode. Uh, I was actually, like, last week, I was in China for some work stuff, and, like, on the plane, both there and back, like, everyone around me, apparently, wanted to be watching Jumanji. (laughs) Like, it was the only movie anybody cared to watch. So I've probably seen, like... Four to five minutes of this film in snippets at different points like just on other people's screens on the planes uh, apparently it's a real it's and, a real and
1: you're still excited to watch it well I
2: just you saw a lot of like the rock running around the jungle
3: and I was like very keen to see so more of pumped. that I mean to yeah, be fair yeah. that could be any of like six different rock films yeah I know <laughs> they came out last year yeah 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 <laughs> that's apparently all that is
2: in cinemas anymore <laughs> is the rock running around in the jungle like a fucking lunatic first thing I want to note is that this is a Sony movie You can't forget that, because it it comes back a couple times, but also it starts with just a big Sony picture on the screen, and then it's
3: 1996, and we're walking along the beach. We're back. Like, literally, straight from the ending of the last film, I lost my fucking mind. (laughs) like, like, it doesn't even skip a beat. Like, we are right in there. And I think, like, at this point... I kind of want to give like a retrospective LVP to Alan Parrish and Sarah Whittle yeah. in the last episode because, like, in ni- <laughs> it like, did an awful job, did it a terrible job of getting rid of this <laughs> game because it's just on the beach. And like this, like yep. j- this white gym dad essentially jogs past and picks it up. <laughs> i me jump in with my first
2: mighty goof for this film because this is something that I actually noticed at the time. Like, of course, the last movie ends with like Alan and Sarah throw the board game in the river, and then like it washes up on a beach, and we see two French-speaking children walking over to it. Apparently, yeah. this is the goof. <laughs> this movie is set in Brantford, New Hampshire, the same place the original film was set. At the end of the original film, the main characters Alan and Sarah take the game and throw it in the river. In the final scene, we see that the game is washed up on a beach and is about to be discovered by two French-speaking children, yet in 1996, just one year after the events of the original film, the game is back in Brantford, New Hampshire, in a teenager's home. There's no explanation given as to how the game has made its way back to Brantford. And you know what? I don't disagree with that.
1: <laughs> is that really the problem that they're having with like, discontinuity between these two films? Like, that's,
2: that's it? That's true.
3: There are some
2: significant points of
3: discontinuity <laughs> yeah. that I yeah. Yeah. It, just, it. just later.
1: doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
3: The, the thing I love is that like it's so easy to be like, well, they were just French tourists. Like, you can explain that. I think the bigger crime, which I alluded to, is that they tried to get rid of the game and they couldn't get it out of Brantford. Like, they <laughs> couldn't even get it out of the same town. It's like it went yeah. around around the world or anything and then got found again. Like, literally, like, probably like a <laughs> mile from where they dropped the game off, it just, like, landed. Yeah. It and that's can't it. be much further than that.
1: We're up to the fit-jogging dad. Yeah, the, has the, just the, the gym handed, dad. <laughs> the gym dad has just handed the board game to his son.
3: First title pitch for me, who plays board games? <laughs> the way in which he says that and immediately, like, just, like, is playing his video games and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's just such <laughs> a beautiful... And like, I love, like, the Metallica shirt he's wearing. It's all just, like... It's, like, h- yeah, how no. how to, like, create, like, a cliched character in, like, three. Yeah, he gets... Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's that's what this movie is excellent at. So he, <laughs> yes, gets, he yes. gets straight on the video games,
2: which is a nice 1996 vibe. He's playing an old-school Atari. Um... Then, like, I guess, like the spooky drums that we know from the Jumanji oh, yes. board game start happening. Like, this is the same game. This is the weird thing. But then, like, the drum <laughs> stop. He opens the board game up, and there's just like a, an Atari like, game card. No explanation. In the board no game. explanation. I, I, I love, like, my my vibe on that was that like Jumanji has like realized that the time for board games has passed. <laughs> it has to evolve. <laughs> like the game evolves into a video game for the new With generation. One year, though. Yeah, That's exactly. The amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and also, like, Dumandi, assumedly, has been living in its current board game state for, like, decades, if not centuries. And,
3: like, not being played either, and so the impetus for it to happen is, like, I guess maybe no video game people came across and, like, found it, but, like, yeah, yeah, fuck, it's funny. It immediately is like, well,
2: I have to be a video game now, and he puts the video game into his game system, uh, we we zoom outside the house, there's a lot of spooky green lights and further drumming, and uh, he's just gone, I guess, and that (laughs) is the end. He's gone.
1: And then... We jump forward, yeah, and bam! Did. It's 2017!
2: Well, we are to assume, because I don't think we actually get a year on screen no, here. I but don't it's, think we it, do. It's, it's very clearly the modern <laughs> day. But, before we get on to that, I want to say, do you know what that was, Jackson, that we just saw? Do you have any idea what that was? I mean, I would probably say it was a pre-movie movie that explained the movie. I would say it was also a pre-movie movie that explains the movie. Which is always one of our points of remakeability, and certainly a point specifically from the last film.
3: Although... The last film had a double layer pre
2: <laughs> movie. Explain the movie. This one, did I would not, say, but,
3: yeah. arguably that this one does as well. We're we right back in with the video games. We see uh, Spencer, uh, yeah, Spencer, is this a- nerdy boy. Yeah, a team oh, He's t- t- so, nerd so boy. nerdy. Yeah, he's, he's playing
2: like. Uh, what is he playing? Like fucking Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> well, there's the some fucking... Street
3: Fighter stuff going on in there, right? Um, yeah, yeah, he's looks doing like a lot of Hadoukens. Up, yeah. up, 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 fucking.
2: What is it? Like quarter circle forward punch? Yeah. Like down, yeah, yeah, quarter yeah. circle forward punch for the Hadouken. Yeah, sorry, fucking. Don't tweet at me um, if I got that wrong. Yeah, no. we, we
3: we see him get a, a text message from. I'm not sure if it says the name on the. I believe it's Anthony the fridge. I yeah, his last name. <laughs> yeah. But he he gets a message from an animated fridge. Uh, and the message is simply and it was one of uh, I thought a really uh, interesting text to have on screen Freak House in 20 which like if that isn't like a critically acclaimed like EDM album <laughs> yeah. in the next five years or I don't do, know what an, will be an art house movie like killing yeah. every sacred deer yeah. Freak House in 20 <laughs> <laughs> something like
2: that he, he immediately sees this jumps back onto his computer to start writing an essay about like is it Benjamin Franklin is that what he's writing an essay about so he, he, you know westward, westward
3: Expansion essentially was which the, dude uh,
2: honestly I mean like Founding Fathers Hamilton very now very hip very so present ended. yeah <laughs> fuck yeah dude uh, his mum comes in and he's like hey Spencer and Spencer's like oh, I gotta go to school mum sorry to in- you shouldn't interrupt me and he's holding like a game controller in his hand and then she's like well just remember that the world is scary and everything is terrible <laughs> and you might die so take yeah. care of yourself and then she leaves and I was like alright that's a parody of itself because as we later <laughs> learn this is a Jewish family as made abundantly clear by the fact that the kid's going like oi ve." at every yeah. given <laughs> opportunity. time like and that like, sort of
3: thing, yeah. Yeah, all,
2: stereotypes all is something that this movie has in spades. Now we're meeting a large black gentleman Uh, and immediately you'd be forgiven for thinking especially if you're me who hasn't seen the trailer oh is this like the young rock or something because this guy's like really big and muscly and I'm like oh shit like is this gonna be another pre-movie movie movie? jump forward (laughs) where like this is their childhood it's like it's modern day but it could really be any time in the last 15 years like it wasn't immediately clear what exact time it was Um, but no he's talking to his mom about how he's worried about getting dropped from the football team just tropes on tropes on tropes coming he's he's a he's oh, he a big American
3: ropes. sports guy that's his whole vibe <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: a yeah the black kid the lazy jock
3: it's... yeah 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 doing bad there's some there's some uh, lazy writing going on here in the character all, of
2: the all American boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and so then we immediately cut over to a like uh, like a like you know attractive young blonde lady who is like taking a selfie you know like fucking millennials right yeah, like that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. this is one of those movies like the Jurassic Park reboot that's just like aren't millennials just <laughs> terrible don't uh, you just hate them? She's like lying there with her Sony phone. Uh, gotta make sure I you do. get that in the frame nice. multiple, multiple times. And she's like positioning a coffee mug in the background so she looks like she's you know just totally woken up. And but it's of course very staged. It's you know it's just not a funny joke. It's just like a it's it's so easy. It's, so it's such low hanging fruit. Hey, B- hey Ben, hey Ben, do do
3: you, you want to hear who wrote this movie? Uh, please tell me. Screen screenplay by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Scott Rosenberg, and Jeff Pinkner. I kind of wonder why, to be honest, that there's like this teenage yeah, American girl so that's surprising. like selfies, millennials, like a oh, fucking of course, guys, like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Th-
2: <laughs> At this point, like this is this is something that's kind of interesting. Intertextuality was one of our points of remakeability in the last movie. Mm. There is a lot of it in this movie like like a lot like there were a a lot of little nods to other films now this might be like a a reach for me because i'm a huge stephen king nerd but like the next scene we're cutting ahead to like spencer and fridge are meeting inside in front of the freak house (laughs) uh, which as we later learn is like the house that the the boy who disappeared at the start disappeared from and like his you know old dad is still living there spencer wearing a like bright yellow rain slicker, like, yeah. shockingly reminiscent of, uh, an iconic scene from It, where little George Denver is wearing, like, the same raincoat before he gets sucked into a storm drain in front of old spooky houses.
3: I don't know, maybe that one's a reach, but it well, feels a bit Well, no, because, like, fr- Fridge was like, why are you wearing a raincoat? And he's like, oh, my rain? And yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, th- I think that's definitely <laughs> that in the film, like, Going for that. It's also worth noting up as well that, that here that like in terms of our, our uh, what plot we have, uh, Spencer has been writing Fridge's homework for him because uh, Fridge doesn't want to get knocked off the team, and they used to be close friends, but now they're not really. While Spencer's trying to hang out with Fridge, uh, he gets distracted by an- another student rolling up, like a, a young lady who's kind of like Yo, Fridge, let's hang out. Uh, so Fridge bails on Spencer. Spencer's like, Cool, 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 and then we get to meet. <laughs> Uh, the proprietor of the freak house, Mr. Rick, who, um, basically it's only worth noting this because, um, it's a point of remake ability and also a notable quote for the movie from me. He basically turns to Spencer after like giving him the stink eye essentially and just grumbles at him. (laughs) This world swallows up kids like you. Which is <laughs> yeah, fucking I don't, I don't horrifying. Super do to say to a child. Like, super re- like remakeable in that whole, like, those adults be- like just getting yeah, off yeah. on terrifying things. Saying kids. awful
2: things to children. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was one of the things that came up. Whilst Mr. Reek is yelling at Spencer, we cut over to a car where we meet Bethany, who was our blonde teen from before, and her mum, who gives us some clunky exposition, where she's like, nah, poor Mr. Reek, it's so terrible what happened to the boy who lived in that house with him. Anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. We're jumping to Brantford High School, where... All of these uh, young teens are uh, hanging out. We move to Bethany in class on a yep. sort of like a, almost like a conference call essentially. Uh, all on her like, Sony phone. On her Sony phone. <laughs> uh, just in the middle of yeah, a quiz, she's... just sort of like, uh, just, just by the chatting way, up who owns a Sony phone?
2: <laughs> Like yeah. who have you ever
3: seen with a Sony phone?
1: This bit, I think, was the bit that angered me most yeah. about this movie. Yeah. Because so what happens is she's talking to her friend on the on the Skype call and being like, "Oh my gosh, like I posted that photo two hours ago and he hasn't responded to me mm. yet." Um. And then what happens is the teacher comes along and is like what are you doing, miss? Like, we're sitting a test. Like, why are you on your phone? And she's like, actually, I'm going through a really tough time and she's supporting me as a friend, you know, empowering and woman. And as a
3: woman.
2: Yeah. <gasps> it was just like, yeah, hey, let's let's just, like, fuck millennials, right? And yeah, they're like, precious no, place you know, they need, need to support for safe
3: spaces.
1: <laughs> oh, made me so bad. And then like so the teacher like's like you're getting detention because you're talking on your phone during a class. Now,
2: that but, is fair enough. Yeah.
1: Oh what would be fair enough? But then it's like oh the way it's like yeah, her justification
3: is wrong like... it's also worth noting the uh the facial gymnastics that this teacher goes through in this scene like I've not seen an actor use employ their eyebrows in such an animated manner since like you know like like the silent movies essentially like this teacher her eyebrows <laughs> are fucking flying all over the place
2: now we're in dim class and we're meeting the last of our important bandit players Martha's here and she's so quirky and different and she hates Sports, and I bet she loves video games. Isn't she just the best? So
1: quirky. I mean, she has red hair, like, she must be the nerd.
3: Yeah, it's true. Says <laughs> Nola with her dyed hair. <laughs> oh, Nola, no! Yeah. Nola, no! <laughs> Nola, no. It,
1: was, <laughs> it was also a little bit of a dig at my fellow Ranger friend, Ben McAllister.
2: Um. My hair is blonde. (laughs) I
1: mean it's definitely got an orange tint. It's definitely strawberry Uh, blonde. And he's got a big orange beard.
3: Sorry, hang on. I'm gonna take a photo of myself and put it on Twitter. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you you recording Ben's
3: personal history? What are you
2: talking about, (laughs) yeah? I'm just gonna put this on Twitter with the caption ginger (laughs) question (laughs) mark. (laughs) So if you want to see what is talking about, go to my Twitter at MrBTMcAllister and you decide for yourself whether I have red hair or blonde hair. No, I'm
1: standing by, it's it's definitely strawberry blonde hair.
2: (coughs) Yeah, okay. Um, Teacher comes over and is like, Martha, why don't you play football? And Martha's like, ah, football's dumb, I mean, why would I want to play a game where oh, touchdown, five points, and then the gym teacher's like, haha, you're an idiot. You big nerd. And then Martha's like, hey, I've got more important things to do.
3: For someone that's portrayed to be, like, kind of smart and that sort of thing, I feel like talking to, like, a gym teacher and being like, no, fuck your whole line of work and that sort of thing. Imagine being yeah. a gym teacher. And then there's a meeting like, oh, yeah. I didn't mean to say that. And it's kind of like, dude, come on,
2: really? Yeah. She, she, get, she gets detention as well because she says, hey, I've got more important things to do. I don't want to, like, spend my life, like, I don't want to grow up to be a gym teacher. And then it's like, oh, boy. So now Martha's in detention as well. Uh, at this point I was starting to get Breakfast Club vibes and they'll come <laughs> back hard pretty shortly uh, because the next thing that happens is Spencer gets called into the principal's office and it's that uh, it's that gay dad from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Oh yeah, Kevin!
2: Yeah, he's, he's the principal <laughs> of school and uh, he's there with some other teacher and Anthony's there as well and the principal and this other teacher are like uh, Spencer, you've reused your own essay from last year and you're clearly doing Anthony's essays for him. And then Spencer like... Spencer tries to go down for his friend he's like it was my fault I made him do it and the principals are just like you made him make you do his homework <laughs> and he's like uh, and then they both get detention and now it is The Breakfast Club because oh, all of the main
3: characters we've got a Molly Ringwald type <laughs> yeah 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 and even like with what the, like the headmaster is saying as in one of the quotes I have yeah. there is no better place for self reflection than detention which I just think yeah. is not true but <laughs> that's just, yeah, like... it's true. 100% a lie. Gotta say, though, rebellious
2: teens, which I think you could say that these four detention-bound teens are, is always a point of remakability for us. So they're hitting a lot of key points early. Um, you might say, despite the fact that they're hitting these remakability points in, in name, the tone and, and content of the film is markedly different. But that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, Principal Bentley gives them a, a pump-up speech where he's like... You've got to you've only got one life to live. You have got to decide who you want to be, you teens. How do I reach these kids? And then uh he gives them a task to remove staples from a magazine.
1: Do these characters really deserve equal punishment? That's like that was a big problem I had. Like you had you know the job that was forcing like the weedy nerd to do his homework and yeah. they get punished the same. That's and, like, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not really the same.
3: Yeah, that's very, They're very acting true. like,
1: oh, you're all bad people, and, yeah. like, you all need this self-reflection. It's like, do they? Yeah,
2: that's true. I feel like detention in school, though, is a pretty wide fucking hammer, though, you know? Yes, that's true. It's basically true. like, you're in detention, you're in detention. You're, you're, you know, I mean, I was a good boy, so I, I don't actually know
3: what happens in detention. I assume the staples involved, apparently, but, um... That, well, that's, that's, we want that's something I just, want, I just want to clarify real quickly, Benjamin, in that what you said was <laughs> that they had to remove staples from a magazine. It was actually <laughs> many piles of magazines, uh, because that's not really <laughs> a particularly... <laughs> Like, alright, you each have a stapler, one magazine, who will try them? Like, it was sort of like a more endurance challenge yeah, a, rather than a like, the a, death like a, a, a title type deal, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever, what, what whoever they, brings me the staples of one magazine may leave. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a second mighty
2: goof for you in this movie that someone in IMDb had a problem with removing staples from old magazines to prep them from recycling. There's no need to actually do this, as according to the recycle guide of uh. MIT, uh, Jesus, this is poorly written. The sentences are structured poorly, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a, a pointless task. They don't actually need to do this. But, you know, some might say that that's the point of the detention. But, you know, whatever. Uh, so, of course, they're in, like, a back room. Instead of taking staples out of magazines, they immediately all just start tooling around, looking at different shit. Anthony finds a bowling ball, which raises a good question as to why the bowling ball is in the movie. I mean, it, it, it comes back right at the end, but, yeah. like...
3: Hey, it doesn't like, it's like Chekhov's like <laughs> bowling ball dude for sure
2: but like Chekhov's bowling ball to accomplish a task that could have been accomplished by anything else like there was no need yeah. for it to specifically be a bowling ball but okay um, Bethany decides she's too pretty to help Spencer and Martha are being, like, awkward with each other, and I've just written, fuck, I hate this so much. <laughs> this is where, inexplicably, they find the Jumanji video game cartridge, like, in this back room. Yeah. With Isn't
1: it, there's cause, no cause, explanation cause given no, to how, how it got there. there. No. How it got there from the, the guy's boy, house, Alex's yeah. house.
2: Yeah. Well, I, guess, like, I
3: guess mis- Mr. Reek probably, like, went to the school and was like, hey... Uh, my dead son this video game sucks up my boy <laughs> <laughs> no my dead son loved this video game and I want you to give it to kids and they're like yeah sure we're gonna put it into a storage room and n- never bring it out ever again either yeah, way it's pretty rough that's... One, one thing I wanna like highlight here real quick is a title pitch uh, for me Jumanji what does that mean and Benjamin, I'm sure that you'll remember, it means many effects. We know that. We talked about it last time. Was Jumanji the means the first many movie? effects. Yes, which
2: was fair in that film, and you have to assume fair in this film as well. You'd have although to. Although the effects look a, look a bit better. Here's something for you that I thought of as a goof at the time, it didn't bother writing it down, because I was like, oh, fuck this, let's just move on. But this is under IMDb as incorrectly regarded as a goof. When the teens start the video game, there's a loading screen. This is a cartridge-based game, and cartridge-based video games did not require loading screens. But get ready motherfucker because here's some knowledge for you Batman Forever a cartridge based video game gave players a loading screen back (laughs) in the 90s so there are examples of this occurring and that's an incorrect goof according to IMDB so thank you very much IMDB goof community you're always providing good content for us so the title screen comes up a game for those who seek to find a way to leave the world behind
3: Jacko that was one of the taglines for the original movie nods galore they all reluctantly decide to play this game uh they yep. each run through and choose different characters uh, for themselves, yep. um, based off like, their names. Bethany wants to play as a
2: curvy genius.
3: Yes, is yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, Fridge wants to be this... Uh, what's his name? Um, Mouse Moose. Finbar. Well, he thinks it's, yeah, Moose Finbar, essentially. Spencer picks Doctor Smolder Bravestone, and then uh, yep. <laughs> Ma- Martha, who picks last, ends up playing as Ruby Roundhouse, Ruby Roundhouse. killer wow. of men. And it's, yeah, I know that was a very Lord of the Rings vibe. Um, because that's then, her job um, as well. Then, <laughs> everyone, everyone else yeah. has their jobs listed, and hers is killer of yep. men. <laughs>
2: That's outstanding. Like I love uh, the I love the faux feminism of this movie yeah, <laughs> because it yeah, is yeah, it is yeah, awful yeah, 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 yeah. at times. But they're like, no, it's all about yeah. Look at this powerful badass woman. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. Anyway, so in then it is important yeah, in booty shorts <laughs> and a low cut top. It's important to note that one of the characters is already selected. Uh, C plane McDonough <laughs> is um already <laughs> selected. Like, they they don't have the option to select. Probably the best name on that list. Like, let's be realistic. (laughs) The character's name is Seaplane. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. So, yep, they, they hit start, and then we're in a jungle, all of a sudden, uh, and now it's The Rock,
3: and he's yeah. looking at himself. We get the world's like... most luxurious stroll up Dwayne The Rock Johnson's forearm. Like, this camera yeah. takes delicate care of, like, every, every, like, you know, like, arm hair sort of thing, like, every just, like, sinew slow... and yeah, yeah, yeah slowly <laughs> rolling up towards, like, they The Rock's face. They gave the space.
1: people what they want yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what they, they
1: wanted? wanted. It's cool. Close-ups of The Rock's arms. I, that's what I wanted.
2: Okay, right, I okay. There. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, because I don't know, like, I, I genuinely don't know, like, is The Rock, like, f- really physically attractive? Like, is that a thing? Because to me, he's just, like, I don't know, for my taste, he's a little angular. But, like, I don't know if that's just me. I, 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 I'm I, not sure yeah, if he is yeah, like a, Yeah,
1: yeah, no, yeah. I, I would agree with that. But, like... I don't know. I feel any close-ups of large,
2: mm. large muscles. Bulging muscles. Yeah. Yes, he is a very muscly boy. I guess we totally glossed over um, the, the way they get sucked into the game. It's very reminiscent of what happens in the original Jumanji. They hit start, and they all get like layer by layer sucked in and like turned into smoke and sucked into the screen. But yeah... Jumping ahead, we're now looking at the rock and his his glorious glistening muscles.
3: We are actually following Spencer here, essentially. Yeah, and, uh, I was Spencer... thinking it was probably Anthony Fridge. Yeah, it was like I mean I think right? You're <laughs> that supposed would probably to probably make more sense, right? But uh, yeah. spe- uh, Spencer is sort of like like uh, discovering himself. And there's one thing I actually genuinely quite liked about this is, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson throughout this film, of, like, playing someone who isn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson and having to yeah, come dude. to terms and try and comprehend existence as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Because we essentially <laughs> yeah, have dude. a short scene here where, like, Spencer has discovered this enormous, like, behemoth body that he's in and he's kind of like, what the fuck? And he's, like, poking at his biceps and just being like, holy shit, what is this? Like, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, I actually think
2: all the actors here do a pretty good job of, mm. like, playing, mm. like, other people playing them like it's totally. actually it's 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 pretty fun like I think especially Jack Black really put some work in Jack Black um, puts
3: in fucking work, dude. <laughs>
2: In, like, in an awful role. Like, he has the worst <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. shit to do. But, like, well, somehow he makes it well, work. Anyway, we we'll we,
1: meet, we meet Jack Black next.
2: So, yeah, we, we, we learn, like, I guess it's meant like a deliberate Mr. Echo, meant to think this is Anthony in The Rock's body. It is, of course, Wimpy Spencer, uh, who's now being The Rock. Bethany has become curvy genius Shelley Oberon. Shelley, of course, being short for Sheldon. And it is a man, and it is Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> fucking... Anthony is like a, a a more wimpy but still reasonably jacked black guy
3: in Kevin Hart? Yeah dude, Kevin Hart is like super jacked. Like, yeah, like he's just small ridiculous next thing. to the rock. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh I'm two feet shorter than the rock, but I'm like, yeah, dude, most people. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. And
2: rounding out the cast, we have Martha as a hot chick a Ruby Roundhouse. Is that Karen Gillan, I believe? Yes,
1: Karen Gillan. Yes, Gillen. yes. Uh, Famously known as a Doctor Who companion. Yeah.
2: Right, okay. Uh, ooh, yeah, I uh, watch Doctor Who. <laughs> anyway, um, so I wanted to say, uh, at this point, bring back a game from the Jumanji uh, that we watched before, that, that I created for there, which are things that are actually genuinely horrifying. You can add this body horror to the list for this movie first up. Imagine all of a sudden, finding. Finally- yourself in a different body. Perhaps all of a sudden you're the rock. Perhaps all of a sudden you're a man. Lots of of things could be pretty scary about that. Uh, I think yeah, Martha has it, like, the least bad off, because she, like, looks kind of like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a redhead. Changed. Yeah, like, <laughs> the rest of them have, have got some pretty dramatic yeah. changes. She looks just but... like
3: Ben. She just looks like, just like Ben yeah. to my eye. Like, I saw her, and I was like, that's Ben McCallister. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. My, she looks exactly Cla- like my classic, head. Pretty... Classic redhead Ben McCallister.
2: Yeah, after much confusion, they all realise that they've all fucking taken on these different bodies. Spencer's Dr. Bravestone, Martha's Ruby Roundhouse, Bethany's Professor Shelley Oberon, and Anthony's Franklin... Moose Finbar, or is it Mouse Finbar? It's actually <laughs> yeah. not clear to me, because I'm pretty sure it said Moose on the game screen. I think that's like a typo sort of layer. thing. Yeah, 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 I think it's definitely yeah, right. Like Yeah, right, like on the first screen of um, Double Dragon 2 for the Super Nintendo, where it referred to, to Billy and Jimmy as <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy. Uh, fa- oh, famous dude. Nintendo
3: typo. Dude, <laughs> hell yeah, man. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes these shots from the hip, dude, I just admire your bravery <laughs> and your courage, and I, I love it. Dude. It's very good. Some of the
2: Detroit it's like poor. Yeah, 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 dude, yeah.
3: Mind. Nah, it's a numbers game though, right? Like you just gotta like you know if you've got the but ammunition, wait, someone, just someone, keep firing. Someone buying. other than me has to know this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, there's like one dude out there that's every time like writing not like notches on his bedhead essentially, just kinda like fuck yeah, Ben yeah. McAlsa references. Ooh.
2: Yeah, yeah, cool. Notches. Yeah, nice community ref. Like, uh, Bethany as Shelley Oberon, Jack Black, is like, we're all in a coma together! Uh, that's, that's her suggestion <laughs> for what's going on. Uh, Spencer realises he doesn't have his allergy meds, Bethany realises she doesn't have her phone, No, nah, 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 nah. By the way, can we just decide now, are we gonna refer to them as, like, Spencer, Fridge, yeah, Bethany, kids and names, Martha, kids names, or are we gonna I call think. them... Okay, the, the kids' names, because I've, I've like... Oscillated wildly throughout my notes, so I'm like, and then Bravestone does this, and then Martha does this, and <laughs> Roundhouse does this. And yeah, then yeah. I
1: also chucked in a couple of The Rock does. Yeah, well, like Jack Black <laughs> and Karen Yeah.
2: There's like, there's a lot of names involved here. It's actually quite challenging.
1: Uh, uh, and you just, you have the classic again, Bethany being. Yeah. The- 2008 teenage girl can't be away from her phone. Oh no! I don't have my phone! The world is ending!
2: Yeah, then she gets eaten by a hippo and everything's (laughs) okay. (laughs) This, okay, this was actually horrifying!
3: (laughs) Straight (laughs) off the bat!
2: Like, she just fucking gets straight eaten by a hippo!
3: Yeah, immediately before this, we see them realise that they they all have a sometimes tattoo, essentially, which is, like, three lines on their forearm. And then as they sort of talk (laughs) about what's going on, a a, a hippo just, like, pops up and then, like, devours Bethany. And then, not to worry, though, because she falls out of the sky, like... Five seconds later, she falls a thousand feet, as she puts it, and then lands in a superhero pose.
1: And she says, I, like, can't even with this place.
2: Ugh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was awful, uh, and actually truly horrifying, TM, uh, but Jack Black is putting in some putting in some work. Yeah, he's actually look, turning me around. Like, I, I,
1: look, I gotta say that my uh, first MVP for the movie was Jack Black, because <laughs> as awful as his role is, I feel yeah. like he saved this he's movie. T- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: He's trying hard. He's tried
1: so hard. Think of uh, that character,
3: real quick, just to give the man some high praise. Think of a movie with Jack Black in it that the man hasn't just come to work every day and just given it his all. Like, that man has yeah, done some fit, films true. with some questionable premises, and he's just been like, yeah, I'm doing a movie. Like, that dude, yeah. was, was it was Year One or whatever with, like, Michael Sarah? That dude goes as hard as he don't can don't in movie that movie. film. Oh, man, don't, yeah, that, it's he, not. He, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely just
2: goes hard in general. Like, I have a, I have a lot of respect for Jack Black. He's just fucking School of Rock. Ah, uh, classic. Yeah, even in that shitty King Kong movie, he was easily the best thing about it. Um, okay. Man, I right. love
3: that movie. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, moving on, uh, they're attacked by the hippo again, they're all running from it, but then Murray from Flight of the Concords is there, and he shows up in a Humvee and saves them. And we quickly learn that his name is Nigel Billingsley, and he's an NPC, non-player character for those of you that my video games, and... Nigel Billingsley is very, very good. I really like <laughs> all of their interactions with Nigel Billingsley. Like, his, his ability to, like, play, like, this upbeat NPC who's, like, spitting exposition was actually very good, very fun. He's like, ah, Dr. Bravestone, welcome to Jumanji. Oh, Ruby Roundhouse, killer of men. But, like, he just, like, <laughs> repeats the same lines
3: over and over again. So, Nigel Billingsley gets an MVP for me. It actually provides us a bit of, like, like a foundation for this movie because we've sort of been, like, wandering through... It. And then he just rocks up and he's just like, expl- we got it. The cold adventure is just yeah. like... Oh, yeah. I mean, I
1: think it says a lot about this movie that the character with about five minutes screen time gets to get the <laughs> MVP yeah,
2: yeah,
3: from that's, you. That's true. Two things here. Number one, the first time we, get, we're, like, we sort of get this device that like we're in a video game world and so like NPCs only have so much scripted dialogue and so yep. if you don't say the right prompt... Although, if the right person doesn't speak to them, then it's just going to like repeat again and again, which I thought was actually a really fun way of playing with that sort of classic like um, yes. lack of like radiant uh, dialogue and quests and that sort of thing. Uh, second thing is that we're about to roll into a mid-movie movie that explains the yeah, movie. Yeah, dude. Because yeah, this they film totally needs do. a couple of them. Now get
2: what, like, Anthony Cricket describes as, it's a cut scene. There's a thing in some video games. We get a, a cut scene. So, like, yeah, you were talking about how, like, they start playing with a bit of, like, fun stuff that you can do in a movie where the characters are, like, in a video game and aware of it. They do some of it, I feel like they miss the boat a lot, and there's a lot True. of opportunities for things that they just do not capitalize on. Like, opportunities for, like, actually good jokes. Like, the, the, like, the complete, like, misunderstanding of, like, what a level is, I think really is kind um, of strange. They're like, oh yeah, that, that whole thing, that was level one. Now we're in level two. It's like, okay, did something change? Like, this seems more like an open world kind of thing to me, but, you know, whatever. So, do you want me to just quickly sum up this in in my patented style, please? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sprinkle a bit of that Ben McCallister flavor for me, yeah. yeah.
2: I'll I'll give you my twisted spin on it. Um, yeah, okay. So, you're really, your little... extremely random sense of humor and sp- like comic style Yeah, my, my very two thousand and eight sense of humour um okay so <laughs> yeah. the little, the little cutscene quickly explains that Jumanji has this big jaguar statue which had this gem in it that's really important and like holds Jumanji together or whatever there was this guy named Van Pelt who is I guess meant to be Van Pelt but actually yeah. a completely different Van but Pelt but also we'll back professor,
3: professor Van Pelt which like has huge yeah. implications for the last movie <laughs> in that he wasn't a hunter but he was just like a professor with a hobby for like yeah. hunting humans but, like but he's also just a different character Anyway, yeah.
2: um, so so Nigel explains that he was hired to help Van Pelt go study this sacred jewel in the jaguar statue, but he didn't realise that Van Pelt actually wanted to take it. Van Pelt takes the jewel, he gains dominion over all of Jumanji's creatures, and apparently there's like a curse on Jumanji. It's not made clear what the curse is, but now it's cursed. Uh, Nigel steals the gem, and then he writes a letter to Dr. Bravestone, being like, Bravestone, you're the only person who can return the gem and save Jumanji, and then he's like, here's the gem, and he just gives it to them and is like, go find your way to the <laughs> <laughs> thing. see you later and he just fucks off which like i really enjoyed yeah I like, billingsley before. billingsley's putting in some work here and yeah we've got the Cold War adventure very very rapidly summed up they've got this gem they have to return to the jaguar statue and van pelt is there chasing them because he has dominion over all the animals before billingsley leaves he says another nice nod to the concept of like the original jumanji having those rhymes in them uh a direct quote The goal for you, I'll recite in verse. Return the jewel and lift the curse. If you wish to leave the game, you must save Jumanji and call out its name. Which has questionable implications on the narrative, which we will return to at the end of the film. So, alright. At this point, I've written down this note. I don't know if I would say this in light of having watched the rest of the movie, and I don't really know what it was specifically referring to. I've written, these actors are putting in some work, but I cannot get over this awful shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what upset me at this point, but something had.
1: They discover that if they whack their chest, it opens up a panel that lists their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And then they have this little gag about, oh, oh Martha, now you have to whack your boob. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then, okay, I gotta say, though, some of the strengths and weaknesses were pretty funny. Okay? Oh, quite funny, Like, yeah. one of The Rock's strengths was smouldering intensity, yeah, which, which I would agree with. <laughs> I wonder if
2: The Rock, like, that's in his contract, that they had to put it in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he was like, I'll do the film, as long as, like, look, I'm playing a nerd who's playing me, like, I, I still want everyone to know that I am The Rock, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, 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 you've got to put that in there as something my character can do. Uh, but yeah, he's got, like, strength, speed, spoldering, intensity, weaknesses, none, <laughs> which was pretty good. Yeah,
3: I was really hoping there'd be, there'd be a, like, a hot reference to, like, can you smell what The Rock is cooking or something like that, like, yeah, I was yeah, really like, proud of so, yeah. <laughs> like like you know, like a strength and weaknesses sort of thing, but at some point in the movie that would pop up, but like it it, it didn't. But like yeah, yeah it, like it, maybe it, when
2: they're in Seaplane's house he's like cooking a stew and someone's like, Hmm, that smells good. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> yeah. <would've> been preemie.
0: <laughs> um, some other
1: of the key strengths and weaknesses were Martha had Dance fighting as yep. one of her strengths,
2: and her weakness was venom. <laughs> now I would say whose
3: weakness isn't venom? Venom I mean, is poison. I, I, I would I think count on that Doctor weak Brave's weakness isn't venom, like <laughs> yeah. as yeah, a director. Has... <laughs> yeah. But also,
2: supposedly, none of the rest of them. Uh, does that mean they can only be killed by things on their weakness list? Is one of Bethany's weaknesses hippos then? <laughs> <laughs> If they can only be killed by the things that are listed as their weaknesses, how does this game work? And is everyone else immune to snake venom?
1: (laughs) My final one I I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. which is important later on in the movie, so we'll come back to it, but uh, the fridge, one of his weaknesses was cake.
2: Yeah, which is really dumb. Uh, Really dumb. Really Really dumb, dumb, and it gets
1: dumber later. We'll come back to that.
2: (laughs) So yeah, so the the fridge is like, uh, his his strengths are like uh, zoology and also he's the weapons valet, which to me, I'm thinking at this point, like, oh, this is probably like a hammer space joke. Like his backpack probably has like fucking infinite dimensions in there that he can like pull weapons out of. Would have been a nice video game nod they could have capitalized on. Doesn't come up. Turns out Bethany's strengths are maps. Which is why she's the only one who can
3: see like the map that they have, which is missing one of its corners. They have this map with uh, what they keep, what they keep thinking is the missing piece of this map, uh, but it's just blank to everyone else. And yet uh, Bethany's just kind of like, oh what, lol, I can see that. Like that's so funny. And we get
2: some some Marauders map vibes, some intertextual Totally, links, because like the
3: yeah, it's like shows up as they move
2: around and stuff. It's like a changing, it's very, ever-changing map. It's very Valeria's journal, dude. I would say all those uh, oh thank you thank you intertextual very good um so then a bunch of Mad Max boys show up which (laughs) is uh another intertextual link and this movie is now starting to feel quite fun like I'm enjoying it they're running through the jungle they're being chased by these bike boys Ruby Roundhouse like jump kicks one of them off his bike Uh, fucking Bravestone oh yeah one of his one of his other strengths was direct quote boomerang not boomerang throwing (laughs) not boomerangs his strength was boomerang (laughs) he gets out the boomerang uh, out of out of uh, Fridge's backpack and throws it and knocks three dudes off their bikes
1: I, put, I yeah. hated this bit. The boomerang <laughs> didn't come back. I have a boomerang. It never came back.
3: Like I was thinking boomerang in the sense that like basically this thing comes back and like hits four bikes and they all explode. And I was like, oh, it's not like a cap, like capital letters boomerang. And I was like, well, they should have like yeah. oh, fucking no, it's played like a with bummerang. that. Yeah, yeah, something that like been, that. But like that, that would have been, been fun, fun yeah. as like a video game thing. But instead, they just had boomerang, one word, and you know. So they jump off a
2: cliff to escape these bike boys, and they all land in a river. Uh, Spencer slash Bravestone is carrying fridge slash Moose or Mouse, uh, and then I think there was another little intertext here where he's like, like Moose is like steering Bravestone by like pulling on his ears, very Ratatouille. Uh, yeah, yeah. And dude, he, like, the drags same <laughs> he drags him off the cliff. They're, they're sitting on a little island. And is it like Bethany who got shot? Jack Black? No, it's Ruby. Yeah. It's Ruby. It's Ruby. Yes, yes. Martha as Ruby Roundhouse, who's like, oh, I've been shot. And then she explodes <laughs> In into a f- spray of blood. confetti yeah.
1: of blood. And the funny thing is, like, just before that happened, I had wrote written the note, definitely less spooky scary, at the end of <laughs> the <point laughs> compared to the last movie. And then she fucking, it just evaporates
2: like, into a
1: confetti. It's gruesome. Yeah, it's like,
2: it's literally like a blood spray. <laughs> like, they could have had her just disappear. She could have just popped out of existence but they were like, no, 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 there has to be like a spray of blood. It doesn't even make
1: any sense. No. Like, why? where did the rest of her body go? Why is why it did, just all about her blood? And why
2: did the blood get to stay when the rest of her, <laughs> her disappeared? No, it's, it's very strange. Um, and that is something that's actually horrifying TM, so we can, we can count that in the list. But of course she comes back, this is where they Realize that the tattoos They have on their arms Indicate how many lives They have They each have three Now a couple of them Are down to two And Spencer realizes That if they run out of lives They'll probably actually
3: die If you die in the game You die in real life Very Inception um, yeah, I, I just had a quick thing here. Did that feel like sort of a big leap for anyone else? That they were kind of like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, we have these three lines on our arms. If we die, we seem to lose two of them, and then game over, which probably means we die for real. Like, I understand yeah. like, that they, they found themselves physically in the game, but I do wonder yeah. if that's maybe like, like kind of is, insane. This is
2: 2018, right? Like VR is a thing. Like this probably yeah. isn't like that far out of the realm of something that they could be like, oh, this is a pretty. Alright, admittedly very immersive VR game, but like your first Yotu would be like, this is probably VR that we're in right now, rather than like, I bet we're going to die if we die in here. <laughs> they have to pee, that is Moose and Bethany both have to pee, and because Bethany has never had a dick before, she doesn't know how to pee, it seems kind of self-explanatory, but anyway, uh, they they go off to pee and... There's a very fun title pitch, which I think would be very good without uh, any context, which is when Jack Black slash Bethany is looking down while he slash she pees. He yells, Martha, come look at my penis.
1: I, in fact, wrote down the same (laughs) title pitch. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Which is pretty fun because because he's like, oh my god, I've got a penis. I've never had a penis before. Martha, come look at my penis. Bethany here uh, as well, and
3: I th- I think this is actually the turning point in that Bethany drops this sort of language at this point. But here we get her essentially being like, man, uh, if I had my phone, I would totally be Instagramming this, and it's like, yeah, it's dick just doing Stop. dick pics yeah, yeah. cool horrifying yeah. this whole Insta- scene Instagram-y. is pretty abjectly horrifying like yeah. I'm not sure why <laughs> they were like how good would it be if like rather than making the joke because they, they make the joke about needing help to go like urinate essentially and then they kind of like yeah, you don't a group just a group pissing the scene that's the, the whole <laughs> like, comedy we need for this I mean dude alright let's be real this
2: is something we, we've come back to happen again it, it has to be a fetish thing like yeah, yeah. it's just <laughs> it is a bit like the concept of like a a body switch to like oh and then there's urination involved like it's a fetish thing so one yeah, of the writers yeah. like they were like huh, wouldn't this be funny but one of them was like uh, yeah yeah and then she's got a dick <laughs> she has to pee with it like yeah but then also a- also like, like
3: one thing and uh, uh, sorry to like keep harping on about this but she's <laughs> really questioning how. Like, she's like, I'm not yeah. sure how to do it.
2: Yeah, like, and come on. like I'm I, I pretty sure you can figure it
3: wonder- out. Yeah, as in, like, like what is the difference in that sense? Like, I, I just, I couldn't... Like, the way they're kind of like, you just gotta, like, relax into it. And I like, just, like, let it happen. And I was like, what is the process otherwise? Yeah. Like, what is... What-
2: <laughs> what is this? It was How very has she been confused. peeing till now?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> that is a great question. Um, so, another dumb thing that happens is Anthony looks at his dick and is like, huh, I'm sure glad something came through with me into this game world. I guess I still have a big penis. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> they Now successfully done every single stereotype. Yeah. Tro- stereotypical trope possible. Yeah, that
2: was it's the last true. one.
3: That was the last one.
2: And now, yeah, they've done it. They actually deserve some kind of award. <laughs> As a result of this. Uh, now we're in Van Pelt's camp, and Van Pelt has bugs and shit all over him that he can control, which is actually kind of cool, very creepy. He's a good creepy. daddy. Yeah, he's cool. He's got, like, a spider crawling up him. He's got, like, centipedes crawling around his neck, and he's, like, so spooky. And his men come in, and they're like, they got away with the stone. And he's like, well, go get them then. And then,
3: basically, that's it. I, ha- I have here written down that Van Pelt lets that nasty bug get right in his ear. Which is just what we yeah. see, essentially. This like centipede crawls up his face and then just, like digs into yeah, his that's ear, true. and I was like, "Cool." Yeah, yeah. it's very um, it, it it it's very the
2: mummy vibes. Yeah, you know? of course, With, like bugs crawling all over and in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. it's time for the girls to have a little girl talk, which was too altogether too long. Uh, Where Martha's like, you know, Bethany, you're really self-absorbed. And she's like, good point. But did you know also that maybe the reason you're so reserved is because you're worried people won't like you and that's why you stay so introspective? You're actually really cool and we should be friends. And then they're like, Yeah, cool. And that's that's that. It's
1: been like ten minutes yeah, and I suddenly know. she's this totally different person <laughs> yeah. and also like a psychologist who's analyzing Martha. Yeah, it's, it's just it, so frustrating. It's
2: weird, but I just summed up five minutes of screen time for you, and now it's time for the boys to, to have a little boy talk, which is where they yeah. get into a fight back about homework. Back York
3: to thing. back as well. Like this scene this yeah. film does that of being like, Now here's the uh the theme for Girls the next down, like seven minutes. And we're going to see different pairs Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Don't forget that boy's stuff. So the boys have a little fight where Anthony's like, you got me kicked off the team for the homework thing, man. And he's like, I should kick your ass. And, like, this was actually kind of fun. Like, Spencer, like, looks at his big rock muscles and is like, go, go on then. <laughs> like, I reckon I can take you, <laughs> Kevin Hart. And he's like, what? You think just because you've got muscles now you can deal with me? Uh, you're just the same annoying kid I've been trying to take... It's trying to shake since the second grade. And then... Fridge decides to just straight up murder his longtime friend. It's that is a fun. completely wild reaction to this scene. It's, it's so
1: fun, especially since they've already decided yeah. that they reckon losing all your life mm-hmm. means you die so, in like, real he life. He
2: literally, like, basically he's like, you know what, I'm gonna make it much easier for you to die, and pushes his good, lifelong friend off a cliff into a canyon where he dies and respawns, at which point Spencer very understandably punches Fridge, and he goes, Flying into a rock wall, yeah.
3: Uh, Fridge spends a lot of this movie just being like unbearable. I think, like, like everyone else, LVP here, no, no question. For sure, for fridge, we get a little taste of the the Rock's uh, intense smolder here as well, where there's some line of dialogue essentially, and he slips into this smolder. And my God, Martha and Bethany are so fucking thirsty for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, <laughs> like he, he does this smolder, and the both of them are like, oh god my, my. it's um, mind it's a piece of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh it, it's yeah. powerful stuff. Um, we were watching we were
2: watching this uh, movie with T, uh, and he said something like, "I genuinely think this movie was probably not originally Jumanji." Like, it was probably, like, a movie about, like, a video game that some people get sucked into, and then later, like, because it was at fucking, I don't know, whatever studio it was, they are like, oh, by the way, we own the rights to Jumanji, like, do you want to make this a Jumanji pick? Yeah. And like, yeah, alright, fuck it. And then it's, like, wrapped a little Jumanji frame around it. Like, that is how different this movie feels in both tone and content. Um, and also the fact that it fucks a lot of the continuity. Anyway, they, they, they've they been looking for this missing piece. I guess at some point something said they had to find it. I'm not exactly sure what, but it doesn't matter. They realise it's probably the missing piece of the map. Uh, so they go into this little town where there's like a little bazaar and uh, they they try and... Uh, find this missing piece. I guess they think that the, the missing piece of the map is probably there. Uh, meanwhile, NPCs are telling them to get your rations, get your rations here, and Spencer's like oh, I think they want us to keep our health up. So uh, they all start eating like bread out of baskets, and yeah, this was just so stupid.
1: So stupid. So this is where the cake as a weakness comes back. <laughs> and uh, Fridge decides that he's going to have some cake, and he eats it and he... Literally explode. He's just
2: died. Yeah, like, that's pretty goofy and dumb. It's also, like, not like that is the... It hasn't been like that up until now. It is a complete yeah. tone shift to be like, oh, you eat cake and you explode? Yeah, cool.
1: It was so unnecessary it, that the only, it didn't have any relevance to the rest of the movie.
3: I have two things on this scene. One... Is it like a? Is it a, like? Is it a fun little like very cool reference to like m- like Marie Antoinette sort of like let them eat cake sort of thing and Bethany's whole like uh, classless <laughs> misunderstanding of that because like she's there like look at this great bread and then the, it's like it's just cake Bethany and she's like whatever I don't know uh, which I thought was kind of fun yeah, but she also- says like I haven't
2: eaten bread since I was nine or something yeah, like that yeah I uh, oh. Oh, yeah, I wrote down uh. Me and Nola too, Bethany. Me and Nola too, because yeah, this is a fun, a fun element. Nola and I are both celiac. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: so non bread or cake eaters
3: sitting here in celiac world. My other thing is that is the salesman in this bazaar is that the actor slash the guy from Too Many Cooks? Do you remember that fucking like Adult Swim like Too Many Cooks thing? I'm pretty sure the guy <laughs> Dude, from the bazaar. Bizarre... <laughs> Let's look I'm, it up. Yeah, I'm like pretty sure. It might be the same actor. That's like the villain in Too Holy Many Cooks. Shit. Bread vendor
2: William Tarkovsky, dude. You might be right. He, yep, he is, dude. He's the killer <laughs> from Too Many Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
3: <laughs> IMDb. Um, IMDb. William Tarkovsky is a popular limited talent SAG after f- member who gets booked on a look. <laughs> look at this guy's IMDb thing. He started in
2: 2013 as extras in Anchorman 2 and The Hunger Games. Like, just, like, uh, random characters. Too many cooks happens in 2014. Since then, this motherfucker has gotten so much work, he blew up off the back of Too Many Cooks. Dude, he's been in in so much TV. In the last four years, he's been in so many things as a result of his role on Too Many Cooks. (laughs) Uh, I am so glad he's got so many credits, dude. Man. Uh, so, a, a little boy comes out, or a little girl, I'm actually not sure, it doesn't matter, um, comes out of nowhere, will only talk to Bravestone, like the other characters trying and talk to him, they're like, hi, we're looking for a piece of the map, and he just like stands there like blank faced NPC, and then Bravestone slash Spencer is like, oh, we're looking for a missing piece of the map, and he's just like, come with me and like ushers them through the bazaar so they end up at like a a little hut that has like a basket inside it and we get another little nod to the poem thing where um the kid says what you need is in the basket one false move and you're in a casket (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is so dumb. It feels so <laughs> unnatural. Uh, but then Bravestone has to go for the basket, but he's spooked because he's like, there's probably a snake in there. I don't know it.
1: why they would make that assumption. Is that like looking at a basket, you're like, oh, a snake must be in this basket. <laughs> yeah, what else I- would you have a wicker basket for? <laughs> I
2: also thought there was probably a snake in there, probably playing a little too much of the um, Super Nintendo Aladdin video game where like one of the key like obstacles you had to overcome was like snakes popping out of baskets as you ran through the streets of Agrabah. Anyway, they um, <laughs> really realize there's something about a staring contest uh, yeah that's right one of them for some reason they decide oh one of us needs to stare it in the eyes uh, while Bravestone reaches in and, and picks up the whatever is inside there the missing piece that we're after which they assume is the map uh, and Bethany says I'm amazing at not blinking which to me is like how is that something you know about yourself and why is that like a characteristic of a human being
1: I think it's meant to be like <coughs> she takes lots of Instagram photos yeah but you don't so... have to not blink
2: yeah, for that I know. Ugh, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, it's pretty it's stupid. Done. So they open the thing. The snake looks at Bethany. She shits the bed immediately. Uh, the fucking black mamba starts going for. I think it's Martha.
1: Yes, um, I think is significant because her weakness is venom. Ah, so that's of like, course. It goes-
2: unlike the rest of them, who are all immune to snakes. <laughs> <laughs> which, if that's the case, why do they even care that there's a snake in there? Um, um, so yeah, of course, Bravestone with his quick reflexes grabs the snake in midair, which also like seems like a pretty easy yes. solution. Like, they don't really need to do this next thing. Like, he's already neutralised the snake. He's holding it by its head. It can't do anything. He's got another hand. He can reach into the basket and get whatever it is he needs. But then Anthony's like, we gotta defang it. And he comes over and, like, pries its mouth open and rips its fangs out of its mouth. Which is so fucked up. Like, why did they have to do that? So... They defang the snake, he reaches in the basket, and instead of the missing piece of the map, it's actually a Jumanji game piece, which was kinda cool.
3: It's a little elephant, not a little nod to Jumanji.
1: Kind of cool, but also kind of irrelevant. <laughs> mm.
3: well, was the elephant it was uh, Alan Parrish's piece? Maybe, but if so, why is it in the game? Well, because he's the, he's the missing <laughs> piece of the movie. Of
2: yeah, well, yeah, Robin Williams is the missing piece of this movie. Imagine, dude, if, if Robin Williams was still alive. like You, you know they would have got him in for a cameo. and oh, That would have yeah, been dude. so good. Not necessarily uh, as Alan Parrish, but as someone else, some old dude. Maybe he would have been the school principal. That would have been so good. Oh, fuck all right, yeah, anyway, dude. I, mem- I made myself sad again um, so let- let's move on so <clears throat> all of a sudden they've got this elephant piece and they're being attacked again at the bazaar by Van Pelt's men I guess and Spencer realizes that he's really big and muscly and he can kick all their asses and he proceeds to start like saying video game terms like left right uppercut throw, and just, like, beating the shit out of all of these dudes, which, again, is just kind of like, what is the point? Like, if it's so easy for, like, Bravestone <laughs> to just beat up all these guys, like, why even have them in the game? Like, he's literally like, oh, there's ten dudes, punch, 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 and they all go flying.
1: And he also, he snapped someone's neck, Yeah, okay. I think pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty, he yeah. pretty,
2: yeah, it's glossed over there, to- hey.
1: He snapped the neck, and then he kicks them into a wall. Yeah. Like, why? You at- just we heard the snap. Like, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, they
2: added the Foley of the snap. They didn't have to do that to include the sickening crunch as the vertebra cracked. No, that's true. That is horrifying. Yeah, because I was writing down at this point, I was like, oh, goofy cartoony violence. Because, like, the rock's punching them, and they're going, like, flying through walls and shit. I was like, alright, this is kind of fun. Like, this was one of our points of remakeability kind of goofy violence. But then he just straight snaps a dude's <laughs> Neck. I was like, okay, no. This is not goofy, cartoony violence. This is murder. Uh, then Van Pelt is there and he wants his stone back, and so they jump into a sewer and meet a dreamy Nick Jonas boy. Oh, so
1: dreamy. <laughs>
3: Such a dream. Uh, I just say, uh,
1: thank God that we have, like, you know, one good looking straight male in this. In a this. white like, male. Yeah, a white male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, sorry.
2: Totally.
1: I felt like that. I felt like that he was the token, <coughs> the token white male. In yeah, movie.
2: a very handsome white boy. We need one of those in the movie. I was struggling to relate to it when <laughs> Johnny Jonas came into the picture. <laughs> so I'm glad he was there. uh So so now they're, they're moving through the sewers underneath the town and, uh you know, see... Uh, uh, fucking Nick Jonas, who we later learn is Sea Plane McDonough. I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, the yeah, best I name. Uh, who, he was like the character who was already in there. You probably put together very quickly that he was the kid who got sucked into the game back in 1996. Although the characters don't learn that till a bit later. He knows all the tricks down here. He's like, oh, don't step there. Oh, uh, stop swinging blades. Oh, jump over the. And like he's just like fucking corralling them through oh, this, like, yeah, underground does, gauntlet of
3: death. He does know all the tricks. He definitely could have done a better job of, like, helping his, essentially, new house guests through this horrifying death maze. Because he's are gonna, like, oh, back up two steps. And they're like, what? And then, like, if they didn't do it, they'd be fucking, like, sliced in half. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's been on his own for so long, like,
2: he's still adjusting but, like, he knows all the tricks and he just, like, forgets yeah. that they don't. But he's, like, just in the nick of time to be like, alright, the swinging blade trap. Get out of the way of that. and uh Bethany finds him very dreamy that's important to know and now Van Pelt is there intimidating his own henchmen by vomiting scorpions into their ears oh that was so
1: gross yeah Yeah. but great again such a good villain it was definitely a fantastic baddie
2: yeah he really does love nasty bug (laughs) And Nasty Bug (laughs) is very scary. (laughs) um, (laughs) I think we can all agree. Yeah, Nasty Bug is very scary, and I think Van Pelt gets an MVP for me. So Nick Jonas slash Seaplane McDonough slash Alex Reek. Again, free names. Don't know which one to go by. I'm going to go by (laughs) Seaplane just because I love it so much. All right. Uh, Seaplane lives in a fucking... Fucking Swiss Family Robinson house, where he's like making margaritas because, as we learn, one of his strengths is margarita.
3: Which, is oh, dude, good. it was very, it was very Hawkeye for me, and I kind of really yeah, dug yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: No, I was into it, but he's weak to mosquitoes. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, let's just quickly run through some shit. He's got one life left. He thinks he's been trapped there for a couple of months. He had to stop trying after he only had one life left because like, he realised he couldn't do it alone. He couldn't get past the next level um, all by himself. They realise the missing piece they've been after is the missing piece of their party. It's Seaplane McDonough. It's not a missing piece to the map at all. Which begs the question, Like, do they need the rest of the map? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do they find it at any point? Uh, anyway, so they've all teamed up again, and we get a very big reveal that has some pretty interesting implications on, like, the continuity of this world. Alan Parrish's name is carved into this treehouse... And this was apparently his house. He was the previous occupant. When Alan Parrish was stuck in Jumanji for 26 years, he built this little house for himself. And fucking... I guess that means this is the same world, and Van Pelt is just a different person? Maybe, (laughs) like, the Hunter Van Pelt was his dad or something, and, like, this is, like, the young Van Pelt,
3: who's, like, a scientist, but he's also evil? Dude, dude, I have, like, a title pitch here, which I think might be my favourite one, when Alex just turns to the rest of them, Seaplane turns to the rest of them, and says, this is Alan Parrish's house... I'm just living in it. <laughs> so, such a good explanation of this movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, wow, that really does sum it up.
3: I actually wouldn't mind ducking into a couple of taglines here.
2: Oh, please. Alright, Nola, you remember how this game works? Jackson's going to give us some taglines, and we got to guess which one is the real one.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah have, I'm ready, i I have lines. been
2: doing... I have been doing a bad job of this of late, so, <laughs> so I'm going to require your help here, Nulla. Let's, uh, let's figure this out together.
3: Okay, okay, okay. So, <clears throat> our three taglines this time, and they're, they're all real taglines, just so you know. Number one, keep telling yourself it's just a game.
1: Oh. Ooh, ooh. Number two,
3: like game. it's not just a game anymore. All right, okay, <laughs> fuck you, Jackson.
1: Those
0: are indistinguishable. number three
3: (laughs) (laughs) number three the game has evolved okay okay that
2: actually happened in the film. So I <laughs> yeah. like number three. Uh, because the, we, we watched the Jumanji board game evolve into a game cartridge, like, before our very eyes. Jumanji, like, you have to imagine, like, sadly realised its time as a board had passed, and a new era had emerged.
1: But it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it evolve into, you know, like a 2000... Yeah, like a, a, a uh, Blu-ray or something. Yeah. yeah. Why is it stuck <laughs> like, as,
2: like, a Nintendo a game, game, game card? But... Yeah. No, that, that's true. It's but... gotta be
1: like that for another thousand years. Yeah,
2: I, I think actually in 2018 with like board game resurgence it could turn back into a board game <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the third one is it's like a bunch of hipsters find like the board game again and they're like you know decide to drink their uh, what, what would it be because fuck millennials it'd be like they all sit down to drink their like small batch like IPA pilsners or whatever the fuck and uh, <laughs> decide to, to to play this board game
1: Um. yeah I'm gonna go with number three as well Look,
2: okay I think number three makes the most sense uh, uh, and in the past I have the ones that have made the most sense have never been true so then when, lo- when we last played this game I was like Okay, obviously the one that makes the most sense is this one, so I'm going to go with the one that makes the least sense. And it turns out it was the one that made the most sense, and I missed it. So I- I'm learning from my mistakes here. I think it's got to be three. Also because if it is one or two, fuck you, Jackson. Those are the same. They're the same thing. How
3: would one distinguish? Right, I think it's got to be number three. Congratulations, Benjamin. You're back on the
2: board. Yes! One on the
3: board! One on the Oh, it's been so long. I forgot what... I know, it's been <laughs> a long time between drinks. A long old time. Uh, so the first one is from uh, Ouija in 2014. Uh, keep telling yourself it's just a game. Oh, nice. I saw that movie. Oh, really? What'd you think? Eh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the second one is from the 1985 movie Clue. It's not just a game anymore. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, so good. Yeah. And then, so like the, and the third one, uh, obviously from Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle in 2017. Uh, so a bit of a board game yeah, theme good. I went for there. Um, and the, yeah, only no, other, very, very cool. the only other tagline um, <laughs> that I had available come on, come to me f- through IMDb for Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was landing this Christmas. <laughs> <which> no! I, <laughs> we're not okay! Which that doesn't I,
2: make any sense.
3: Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh,. Uh, I was in sort of a rock and a Jesus. hard place Because I was like I either do like a, a board game one And just like go for that Or like Do I guess I do like a Christmas one Like I, I don't know It was a hard <laughs> thing this week But uh, yeah if, Those are good taglines
2: They ask Alex how long he's been there Sorry seaplane And he's like No a couple months I guess But time is weird here uh, Anyway let's all move on together Uh, they decide they need to head to the transportation shed, which is the next place. They get there, and Fridge is drunk, because he's been smashing too many margaritas.
1: Yeah, worst drunk acting ever. Like, it was
2: awful. That is true. He does a very bad job. Kevin Hart. For shame. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's just drunk. Uh, they realise that there's some some boys down at the transportation shed, and that's why Seaplane, like, hasn't really been able to get past this part before, because he's like, last time I just waited for them to leave, and it took three weeks, blah blah blah. And, uh, then Bethany says an awful thing, which is, I can do this, this is what I do. Distracting guys? He plays video games, gesturing at Spencer, I distract guys! And, this sucks. This just sucks. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, but like, so then they're like, uh, sorry, Bethany, you're Jack Black. You're not going to be able to distract anyone, which I would argue is not true. <laughs> I would much rather watch Jack Black, like, improvise caper around for five minutes <laughs> than Karen Gillan, like, awkwardly sexy dance. And
1: but- then she says, oh, no, but Martha can because she's got the toolkit. Yeah. Which is, oh, an interesting way to describe a woman's body.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, the toolkit for us to use for our ends (laughs) yeah Uh, so but Martha's so quirky and awkward around
3: boys (laughs) haha she's so weird and relatable um she can't do it she doesn't know how to talk to guys so we get a little a little training montage it's actually very reminiscent of the uh uh, let's hear it for the boys. Uh Footloose. Yeah.
2: <laughs> From Footloose, yeah. But this was actually I actually didn't hate this. This was fun. Like watching Jack Black like teach well, Karen
3: well, Gillard yeah, how to do because Jack sexy Black fucking brings was it. He'd so you know? go <laughs> he yeah. like, yeah, I'm doing it. Look. Check it out.
1: Dumb, super into it, or nasty. <laughs> Which was <laughs> <laughs> when Jack Black was teaching
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. uh, Karen Gillan how to uh, flirt, yeah. she said, "You either have to act dumb, super into it, or nasty."
2: Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> you
1: You're just really, you know what I think. The, the the stages I go through when I watch this movie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. You feel like an idiot, man, and then you're kind of enjoying it, and the then it just gets like, nasty. Oh, nasty. Can
3: you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine those four, the four like middle aged writers of this movie being like, "Man, girls are so hey, what funny." What do teen girls do? like? How do they respond to guys? It's like, well, I mean, sometimes they're kind of dumb, or like they're super into it, and then one's like, "Oh, they're nasty," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 of course." <coughs> Of course, that's the, third, the magic third oh, write it option. Write
1: that down. Write that down. Yeah. That's good
3: stuff. Yeah, got that's some real good nasty stuff. Woman Dude, what are you doing? Trump. Yeah, this movie yeah. writes itself. Yeah,
2: you're leaving gold on the <laughs> table, Jeremy. <laughs> 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 Nick Jonas is one very handsome boy. He can't play Marius oh. in the 25th anniversary cast of blame is for shit but he is very handsome uh, and he starts referencing 90s shit like he's like oh you know she's
0: super fly uh, she, like,
2: yeah you know she's no Cindy Crawford but she's for the Jumanji she de bomb you know yeah, I bet fun. down there they're gonna wanna get jiggy with it and this is like actually a pretty fun way to reveal that he's been stuck here way longer <laughs> than he thought like that was actually quite fun he, um, <laughs> on the nose he's yeah. like he
1: hasn't used a single like archaic reference until just then
2: <laughs> that is <laughs> true, that <laughs> is true, that like is true. Like, it's
1: totally normal, and then it's like, super fly! <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, this, I believe, qualifies as time fooling because this is where they reveal that the few months that have passed in Rick's perception of time have actually been, like, 20 years or so, which is quite terrifying. I've got another mighty goof for you, and this is actually interesting. In the game, Alex makes reference to getting Jiggy with it, which wasn't released until 1997. <laughs> Since he disappeared in 96, he would not know the song reference as it had not yet been
3: released. So dude, there you go. Will Thanks Will for putting Smith a fine point on it. Dude, he stole it. He Will- stole that song from a kid that yeah. was talking to a video dude. game.
2: Yeah, dude, maybe, like, Alex was, like, an amateur, like, rapper. And and he was like writing his rhymes in like a notebook, and then like when he like got sucked away, his dad like sold all his stuff like at a yard sale to like you know get away with the pain. Maybe that's how the game the board game got away as well, the game cartridge. And Will Smith bought his notebook, which had all his rhymes in it, including getting jiggy with it. Oh, you you would man. have to wonder why Alex Reek wanted to call his album Big Willy style. But uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe there's
3: other reasons associated with that. <laughs> oh, man, that was such a good joke. That was, like, such a Thank good you. one. Thank you. Oh, it fuck. just came to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh.
2: Uh, Karen Gillan slash Ruby slash Martha is now going down to, to try and flirt with these uh, plane guard boys and she's not doing a good job. She She's doing all the things that Bethany told her to do wrong. I actually thought this was pretty funny for a minute though because like it totally doesn't matter because the NBCs are just looking at her like hello love, what are you doing down here? And then she like <laughs> says something really awkward and then is like, hello love, what are you doing down here? It's I was like, alright, that's actually kind of funny that it really doesn't actually matter. Um the rest of the guys start trying to like sneak into the the, the transport shed uh, but then as it turns out her doing a bad job does matter because they start actually noticing that something's going on and she has to start dancing so she can distract them so
1: some music just magically turns on yeah
2: at this point I've written Ooh, down I love baby, this song I love but I can't remember really. yeah <laughs> that was it I
1: fucking love it's this so, song. Yeah, song it's really it not a sexy song it's really a weird choice but then, so she goes from being awkward and totally what? doesn't know how to flirt, but it's okay because dance fighting is one, one of her strengths. Strength.
2: And I was like, oh, is she about to dance fight the shit out of these guys? No, she's just regular dancing. She's, she's not dancing. dance fighting. Gotta wonder though, I agree. Not a really appropriate sexy dancing song. What do you think they should have used? Let's <laughs> let's let's quickly workshop this scene. What's better? I, I was gonna suggest fuck the pain away. Maybe okay. a little yeah, explicit, yeah, yeah. But, powerful, powerful. but
3: probably would have been pretty legitimate alternatively Welcome to the Jungle would have been very <laughs> yes! good well I reckon they probably got jacked by fucking Magic Mike they are probably like writing this movie and they'd probably written in Pony by Genuine and then Magic Mike happened yeah, and you like right. oh, that was our whole our yeah. whole song yeah it's true man imagine if like um
2: one of the guys in the shed had just been that wonderful, wonderful, handsome man, whose name escapes me, Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum. and then they'd oh, done, like, fuck. a fun little
3: dance scene. Dude, of course, wait, it's dance fighting, it would, it should be something from West Side Story or whatever, like, those, like, dancing oh, oh, Yeah. yes! Yeah, boy, dude, when you're a boy, jet, you're a jet crazy. all the way <laughs> yeah.
1: From your first cigarette <laughs> to your last night's <laughs>
2: day! <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> just, just
1: started to like drop low and like walk towards yeah, it yeah
2: like, doing a little like three years of jazz tap <laughs> when you're a jet you're
3: a jet oh oh, fuck
2: (laughs) oh it's so good yeah that would have been pretty amazing um okay so they get into the transport shed moose slash mouse knocks over some bikes makes a commotion the two boys start becoming aware so Ruby decides to just wreck their shop she starts jumping around kicking them in the nuts and stuff making sure we see lots of her butt and legs and stuff um, which she's and, got
1: lots of <laughs> yeah
2: it's true and, and and the guys are all in the shed like oh should we go help her and they're like nah she's got this oh. uh, she's cool out there just beating the shit and, and to be fair she is beating the shit out of these two dudes for like two straight minutes of screen yeah. time it's like they should be down <laughs> like, just stay down like, they keep getting up and she keeps just kicking them over <laughs> we can't move past Bethany yelling out the window yes queen which is very <laughs> appropriative uh, of, of the film, listen Listen to Reply All if you want to know a bit more about that they did a whole episode about the, the, the origin of that phrase and by the time she's done beating the shit out of them they decide a helicopter is a good vehicle for them for them to have and we get a pretty nice title pitch when Seaplane when thinks he can't fly, fly, fly the plane, he's like, oh I don't know guys I don't think I'm capable of flying this plane and then Ruby's like, Seaplane if I can fight those guys you can fly this helicopter <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) It's like, out of context doesn't make a heap of sense. (laughs) Yeah, but I suppose the implication is they actually have the skills their characters are supposed to have in yeah. the game. But you know, they get in the helicopter, they fly away, LVP to seaplane for immediately crashing the fucking <laughs> helicopter. He had one job, and he like immediately fucks it up.
1: And I love that everyone else is can is amazing at their skills, yeah, apart yeah. from seaplane. Like it's literally in his name that he should be able to fly. But and I mean, he puts on aviators. Like I thought that's all there was to being a pilot. Yeah, well, I that's mean, true. To
3: be to be fair his name isn't helicopter like it's seaplane <laughs> that's and, like, true so they <laughs> really maybe goofed if they up were in there. a seaplane
2: yeah that's true they should have just taken the seaplane uh now the helicopter's really low to the ground cause he like fucked up the rotors or something and he can't like steer it up and they're like in a canyon being chased by an albino rhino stampede <laughs> I'm the only albino rhino gyno I know uh, well, if you're a BoJack Horseman fan and the seaplane's like, oh you gotta so we gotta fix the blades, the rhinos are gonna get us otherwise, like the concept of a helicopter moving along a canyon floor being chased by rhinos is so stupid but like, the end of the canyon is approaching, the rock climbs up onto the roof of the helicopter and like gets the blades back in in time, in the,
1: the last minute he the does it the
2: nick of time, the absolute nick of time, and they get out of
1: there and then the jewel falls out of like
2: Fridge's backpack <laughs> Fridge's
1: yeah. backpack he had one job <laughs> one job he Fridge's was the backpack
3: <laughs> it's crazy as well because the way this backpack operates and I think we glossed over it but essentially like earlier like they were like if only we had bolt cutters essentially and or like something like that and then like Fr- Fridge reaches in the backpack and has exactly that like it's like a bag right. of requirement, essentially. It's and a magical so, bag, yeah. Yeah, and so how did the gem fall out? Like fall out of it? Yeah, that yeah. is true. It like, makes like, where m- was in, it terms in the bag of- that that happens? Yeah, exactly. And why didn't like fucking bolt cutters and like an assault rifle and a boomerang? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it, uh, yeah, also fall yeah. out. Great, great questions. So uh, they
2: realize that the gem's sitting in the valley, and the rhinos are all like just circling around it I guess the rhinos are attracted to it or whatever um, and Spencer decides he's gonna get a little payback and also sacrifice his friend to create a distraction he just pushes Fridge out of the helicopter he lands in the okay, fucking okay
1: Fridge was asking for it though yeah. I was happy by that decision
2: like yeah, fuck so you Fridge he, he lands in the valley and the rhinos all go for him which allows Spencer to get down there get the jam and get back in the helicopter and Fridge <laughs> just dies because you know I guess that's I his they just as really
1: gloss over the fact that it would be <laughs> (laughs) Horrifically traumatizing. Yeah, to to murder your friend?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And And then die. But, like, then, at the end of this movie, it's like they're better people because they've gone through this awful experience. Yeah, yeah. Nah, actually, actually being eaten by animals, yeah. that would disturb you for life. These kids would need some serious therapy after this. It's
2: true, those are things that are additionally really fucking horrifying <laughs> yes. that are just glossed over in this franchise. So yeah, they, they get away, and Anthony comes back, he falls from the sky, and he's like, mmm, I had a bunch of rhino dicks on my face just now, uh, in sort of <laughs> oblique terms, he's like, oh, I I saw some things in there, man. Had them all over my face, too. Which is just like, why? The joke didn't even land. Like, no one even laughed. Like, there wasn't like a... It was just like... Again, it's gotta be a fetish thing. Like, someone's like, oh, yeah, and then a bunch
3: of rhino dicks get dragged over his
2: face. (laughs) Like, isn't that...
3: Isn't that cool? (laughs) We also get here that, like, Alex, essentially, like, he's, like, sort of celebrating, like, man, I finally... It's taking me, like, 20 years to get to this next part of the level. Hell yeah! And then immediately as he's saying that, a mosquito pops up and, like, stings him, and he just dies. And I was like, fucking hell! And I... Because... Because I thought this was him tapping out of the movie. I was like, that's pretty fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, like, I oh no, he's on his last life. c gonna
2: die after he fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. But instead, like, Bethany... It's so give, stupid, though.
3: Yeah, Bethany starts giving him uh, CPR, essentially, coached by, uh, coached by Spencer... And um, we sort of notice that one of her tattoos, one of the line, one of like one of the bars on her tattoo, is like fading away as she's doing this. And so Bethany, essentially, she's thirsting after Alex so hard, sacrifices one of her lives. Yeah, give up your life for the dreamy boy. For the man
1: yeah. you literally met twenty minutes ago. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and I would my life force for this dreamy, dreamy boy. Yeah, but I was kind of like, <laughs> fuck it. That's that's like a real hero move. And then also I was like. I found myself really wanting Nick Jonas and Jack Black to bone and I was I like, I know, I know. What happened? Yeah, we were this, all waiting for it. We were like, sell that.' so good. Like, at this yeah. point, I was like, man, yeah. I hope they make out and I was like, whoa, I never would have yeah. thought that I'd be like, Nick Jonas and Jack Nick Black, Jonas make and it Jack happen. Black. Please, yeah, bring it on, yeah. But
1: I just have a question, why did, Spencer give the CPR like you know he was the one coaching her he clearly knew what to do there was I, no explanation given
0: I
2: think Bethany wanted to yeah and- exactly she, she really wanted to get some lip lock action going on. <laughs> uh, and then Spencer sorry Seaplane's like thanks Bethany and hugs her and then because she's Jack Black she has a big boner uh, we're gonna move on and LVP to the writer who wrote that into the script thank you very much so now I guess they've just forgotten about the quest they were on because they're just hanging out like they're all just chilling down by a river just, <laughs> like, just like oh cool well I guess we'll just hang out for a little while and we get a few <laughs> scenes where they just chat to each other uh, Bethany says some shit like ever since I lost my phone my other senses are kind of oh, heightened oh, I
1: forgot about that's that
2: that's just dreadful <laughs> and
1: then, and then uh, Joe uh, Nick Jonas goes on about how like he's like oh my gosh like I, I can't believe that I was such a coward that I didn't try and finish this game and my family's just been waiting it's like man you literally thought you were gonna die Die. Like yeah, that's really not true. like I think your family would have preferred it if you stayed alive than if you tried to get home and died. Yeah, it's just this it's really dumb true. and then Bethany's like, yeah, like yeah, that was self-centered. Like, I think since I've lost my phone, like I'm no longer <laughs> self-centered. And it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. What is this message they're trying but to get it, across it's a by this?
2: The these millennial teens with their phones are all being sucked into the social network. They don't have any time for anyone else, you know? Okay. Fucking- <laughs>
1: Alex is from ninety-six. <laughs> yeah, you got like-
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a a different thing. Uh, And then now we're hanging out with Spencer and Martha, and Spencer's like, Martha, I like you, and I would like to kiss you. And she's like, me too, let's kiss. And then they do a big awkward kiss, which is funny because they are like awkward teens and they don't know how to kiss. But
1: then it's also beautiful Karen Gillan and
2: The Rock. Now, this scene would have played well for for Teenage Ben, where Karen Gillan's like, oh no, I'm into nerds. She barrels the camera and says, I'm into nerds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking, okay, cool. <laughs> that's, that's nice. <laughs> so uh, I guess like Moose slash Mouse interrupts their kiss
3: and is like, come on guys, I found the Jaguar. And they're like, yeah, oh shit, to, we found the Jaguar. I guess To be honest, I'm actually kind of with Fridge on this one. Like, he's kind of like, like, listen, like w- some of us are close to, di- some of us are on like one life. Like, it's cool. The two of yeah. you have a couple spare. Why are we just hanging but, like, out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at this point, everyone but them is on one life, and the two of them have yeah. two lives, and they're kind of like, shall we make out a little bit? Like, we got time. We got yeah, let's all just
2: let's smooch each other. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, he's mostly just like, guys, like, what the fuck? Let's get out of the game, and then you can make out all you want. <laughs> like, but maybe the implication is they want to make out while they have their beautiful, beautiful bodies. I think that's probably mm. fair enough. Um, so they, they head off towards the jaguar. Also, Moose just found the goal of their quest. Yes! Like, it was just right there. <laughs> he was like, hey, there it is.
1: There's no explanation as yeah. to why the map was ripped or no, like, no. how it was hard to find. Yeah,
2: so he, he finds it and they walk over to it. But Van Pelt's big spooky bird was right there watching them. So now Van Pelt knows they're there.
1: Question. I do love birds. Uh, they're a good villain sidekick, like yeah. evil birds. They're great, just be useful, you Could... go on spy and shit. Like I feel <laughs> it's very really often used, often used in movies. Aladdin, a classic.
2: Yeah, the other, exactly. So yeah, classic, of course. I mean, yeah, a, a good question to ask at this point: Why didn't Van Pelt just hang out at the Jaguar statue? Like he knew they were going there. Why did he try and chase them through the jungle? Well, yeah, he like, knew where he, they were there is? before. <laughs>
3: like, what was his yeah, deal? Yeah, he
2: knows where it is. He doesn't need them to find it for him. Anyway, uh, we're on the equivalent of Victory Road right now for this game because they get Hell down this path yeah. and it's all lit up with torches. And the map says they're in an area called the Defenders. The drums are coming back, and Ooh. Spencer says it's a trap. Which is one, an intertextual thing for Star Wars, and two, a remakeability point! Because traps, Jackson, traps for one of our points of remakeability. So Spencer decides that because it's a trap, instead of going up the the well-lit path in front of him, he's gonna like flank through the trees, and like go like climb a tree and try and get there, and he's like, I'm pretty sure this is a Bravestone thing. Pretty sure I got to do this alone. And at this point, T made a funny joke that they totally could have had in the movie. That would have been an actual video game thing, where they could have been like, Bravestone's Op like needs to be nerfed in the next patch because like he has no weaknesses, as they say, and he's like so strong." But they they totally just yeah ignored that. Uh, again, Kevin Hart says cake makes me explode for some reason. wrote down again. Me and Nuala too. Kevin. <laughs> me and Nuala too. <laughs> um, but Spencer gets scared by a chipmunk and falls out of a tree and doesn't appear to immediately die I, believe, right? I
1: actually believe it was a squirrel which okay. is a nod to the beginning of the movie oh, I feel where he no, went Oy no, no, at the no, squirrel yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. why is he scared of squirrels I don't know okay so he falls out of the tree he lands on the ground he doesn't appear to immediately die Like, he's like, ah! And, like, we see the rock lying on the ground being, like, in pain.
3: And we're like, okay, so I guess he didn't lose a life. Fine. Yeah, it's having jaguars eat his face, essentially, which I think... Okay, is that what happens? Okay, because I I saw the
2: jaguars, like, coming towards the party on, like, the main track, and then Bravestone just falls from the sky (laughs) and lands in the middle of the track, and the jaguars just go away... And like, don't come back. Like, what happened to the jaguars? They're just gone.
1: No, they do a little bit later in the in but the like, next fight.
0: Right scene. now, where okay, are right they? Now. They were
2: just eating fucking Spencer, and now he's back, and the jaguars are just gone. Like, I guess they killed him, and we're like, well, we did our job, and then fucked off. So yeah, I guess uh, Spencer's now down to now down to one life. I guess he did die. Uh, and Spencer's like, I'm scared, Anthony. I can't do this. And Anthony gives him a little pep talk, trying to have a little redemption arc where he's like. We've only got one life to live, man. Oh, you got to so decide so who you want to be. Uh. This seems like a thing where they all just like each other now. Like, they're all just friends now. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's yeah. like, as early as, like, ten minutes ago. Like,
3: Anthony was being a huge dick to Martha and Spencer. <laughs> but anyway, now they're all friends, I suppose. Fridge really just kind of, like, talks out of his ass here and is like, I believed in you the whole time, essentially. And it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) He also... also You killed him! You killed him, bitch! Yeah, I know. Um, And he also here basically kind of like, we're going to do this together, like uh, like Spencer. he comes up with a plan. Yeah, and like he he, uh, kicks it off by saying, uh, and (laughs) a quote, uh, I don't know video games, but what I do know is football. Which is just like okay. <laughs> like fun. what do you what do you mean? <laughs> Dude,
2: that's got um that's got some footloose vibes. You remember when we learned that they had to teach the the farm boy to dance by using football techniques? Ah, uh, yes, yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't actually know how to dance. So this movie is utterly devoid of cool animal hijinks. Just utterly mm. devoid. Mm. Which is one of the most fun elements of the original film. I, I was like I was looking at the list of remakeabl- remakeability points and I was like, all right, we've hit or at least alluded to most of these. Utterly devoid of cool animal hijinks. Uh, Anthony's plan, as it turns out, is that Ruby is going to do a sexy dance fight with a bunch of boys. Uh, Seaplane is a distraction for the Jaguars. Uh, And and I guess, like, Shelly's not doing anything... Uh, that's Bethany of course and Van Pelt mm. just like this was a big confused mess to me like Van Pelt yeah. shows up with a bunch of dudes on bikes who Ruby's fighting yeah. I don't know does anyone have a better explanation of what happens because this, oh. this made very little sense to me a
1: very very little sense there was yeah. like it was meant to be a plan but like mm. from watching what happens you couldn't even work out what their plan yeah. was what, originally what was their intention like, but like I just gotta point out at this point that Bethany has literally contributed nothing to this party other
2: than reading the map like, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely nothing. In fact... In fact, she nearly actually ruins everything because what happens is that uh, Van Pelt holds the gun to. Her That's head. right,
2: she gets taken hostage. Yeah, I she gets about taken that.
1: hostage, and they're like, "Give me the stone."
2: Finbar goes off and like makes an elephant friend, and is like, "Yeah, because friend, he's help good at out. zoology." Oh, an
1: elephant and the mouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was meant to be like because he's not moose, he's a mouse. Yeah, and-, and
2: mouse can scare elephants, I guess. And yeah, because he's good at zoology, he makes an elephant friend. The rest of the party's all standing there watching. I guess the jaguars are just gone because seaplane scared them away or whatever oh yeah and that's right at some point Bravestone shot them with a flamethrower <laughs> and they ran away um we're in this confrontation this uh little little standoff moment and a moose mouse finbar rides in on the elephant altogether too slowly to actually do anything and proceeds to do absolutely nothing like he's holding the stone and like what does he drop it and it like falls into like a snake enclosure yeah. on the other side of a fence like there's just a fence that there's this, like, this ending, if this sounds confused, like, this is wild. Yeah. Like, none of this made any sense to me at the time. He also rides in and says zoology, bitch. Which yeah. is, I don't know, maybe a tagline? Or a tagline? Or, like a, per- or like
3: a personal description, maybe, I don't know. Um, but like, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they they come through yeah. and basically, like, they kind of like reaffirm the plan, which is just to get Bravestone on top of the mountain, and then Ruby's like, I'll get you the jewel. And they kind of, like, all all break. The rest of our supporting cast are just, like, fucking with, like, Van Pelt and, like, knocking him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, like,
2: Seaplane like... sea is just punching Van Pelt a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Whilst, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like, Martha jumps over into the snake enclosure, which is a very Indiana yeah. Jones reference. I mean, it's, v- like, very Indiana, very- Indiana yeah. Jones yeah. thing. Also, I felt um, like there was a bit of a John Williams, like, music sting when she jumped in there. So yeah. I, I kind of feel like it was a very deliberate thing.
1: Oh, I was going to say, is this another non dumb weakness of Venom? Like, yes! And, but she has to, and she manages to walk through the snake pit totally, like, unharmed. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter that the snakes are there. She yeah. just walks around them.
3: M- Martha is essentially, she's, like, scaling. Uh, she sees all these snakes, essentially. She's tiptoeing through it. As this is happening, uh, Spencer, as Bravestone, is, like, on this bike, driving up this mountain, essentially. But then Van yeah, Pelt the, rocks It's very point break. Yeah, yeah, Van Pelt rocks up, Martha has the jewel, and Van Pelt is kind of like, game over, I've got it. And then Martha has, like, I think, like, one of, like, the best moments in the film where she's kind of like, oh, of course, I can burn a life here. And she's like, I'm, I'm, yep. my weakness is Venom, steps on a snake, gets bitten, totally like employs to that whole, to yeah, totally employs that whole Jumanji teleportation exploit, uh, which we should, uh, yeah. write up for yeah, our, j- j- our Jumanji j- j- walkthrough. Speedrun? Uh, <laughs>
2: a yeah, speedrun guy
3: dude I had a, I, had a yeah. I was
2: like man she's literally hacking she's using an yeah. exploit where she gets to I like know. gain <laughs> a thousand feet of altitude by sacrificing her life in the Jumanji mm. speedrun I'm sure people like tactically use when they lose their yeah. lives that, yeah, that makes yeah. complete sense so yeah, as she's falling from the sky with the gem in her hand the rock I, does he like jump
1: off the mountain I he uses a say, grapple um, Grapple hook, and, okay, and then swings
2: okay. around
1: on his motorbike, right
2: on the motorbike,
1: and then, yeah. and then and then she throws the stone to him that he catches, but then they land on the ground right next to each other. It was like, well, that was totally unnecessary. Yeah, she could that's have just handed weird. it to you instead of like throwing it dangerously through the air.
2: So so he jams the stone back into the jaguar's eye, which is where it was meant to go, and then we have like the most utterly pointless thing that happens in the film, which is that, like, wait, why isn't it over yet? And for the space of like literally about 10 seconds of screen time they've all forgotten the fact that they need to say Jumanji to like finish the quest because like this doesn't hamper them in any way like there's no cost as a result of them forgetting this they just stand there and they're like what? Oh right, Jumanji! Like, it literally looked like the actors forgot their lines. I, I yeah. think this
1: again supports your belief that this movie was written not, not as Jumanji. Jumanji movie, yeah. And then they were like, okay, we've got to make a Jumanji. Okay, like at the end, yell Jumanji to remind the audience what they're watching
2: here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what the point was in making them forget. Um, Van Pelt explodes and turns into a bunch of bugs. Uh, which, I don't know, is pretty cool. And <laughs> yeah. I guess Jumanji is safe. They've, they've done it now. Uh, Nigel? I mean, it looks
1: exactly the same yep, as when n- it was cursed. N- nothing's changed <laughs>
2: except the fact that Van Pelt is gone. Um, I guess Van Pelt died, hey? Like, that's wild. He's just dead. Um, I mean, <laughs> so was he just see?
1: made up of bugs? <laughs>
2: like, had he just <laughs>
1: well, returned into multiple bug forms?
2: Like... You'd, but you would be forgiven for thinking he was made of bugs, considering the amount of what? bug-based interactions yeah. he
3: had. And the whole thing really explained the, why the mid movie movies seem to imply that he was yeah like that like he had dominion over Jumanji, but it seemed like he only had bug powers really because like the elephant, <laughs> the elf he didn't have power over the That's elephant. True, yeah, he's mostly just a bug boy. That's true. He's just a big bug boy. It should have been like um, Van Pelt okay. used the Jumanji jewel to have dominion over all the bugs in Jumanji. And like, that <laughs> would have been like a, fun, a fun specific power. Uh, and
1: then he could have attacked Alex with like a swarm of mozzies. <laughs> like, that yeah, would
2: have yeah, yeah. been it. would have been oh, really fuck. easy for him to get rid of Seaplane.
3: Just like <laughs> yeah. a thousand mosquitoes, bang, Seaplane's fucked. Also, <laughs> and then of, and and like, like, no. also like, Ru- yeah, Ruby Roundhouse as well. Like, it would have been relatively easy to just like pick them off using bugs. He should have leaned into yeah, it. Why did it, Why did he go more generic villain? Really, he should have been a bug boy. To be <laughs> fair, you can probably kill all of them with bugs. <laughs> like, yeah, bugs can be poisonous. Scorsians.
0: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Nigel shows back up to be like, congratulations on saving the day. And they realise they have to shake his hand to leave the game. And, like, Fred shakes his hand and Bethany shakes his hand. And then, fucking the dumbest thing is, Spencer is like, Martha should we stay in the game forever and just, just live here in Jumanji?
1: Stay really hot, though? Yeah. Like, should we just stay being good-looking? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And Martha's like, no, no, that that's dumb. Just be cool in the real world, you fucking lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> <then> she shakes <laughs> Nigel's hand and leaves, and he's like, okay, cool, yeah, I guess I can just be cool in the real world, whatever. Uh, so he shakes Nigel's hand as well, he disappears, and we get... The laziest cut. Where, like, we're now back in the real world, and the way that we see this is Spencer just, like, stands up into the frame. From, like, he was on the ground, he just, like, stands up in the frame. No effects. I guess they ran out of effects in the budget at this point. Because he's literally like, huh, alright, here we are. They're all back in the, in the real world, and there you go.
1: And Bethany starts grasping her body and mm-hmm. saying thank god I have you back imagine if I was fat that would be the worst thing possible as a female <laughs>
2: yeah it's true it is true so so then uh, it, it seems that Alex is missing could it be more Jumanji time fooling where he teleported back to his own time it sure is you better believe yeah, you're, it you're, you're right grown Colin Hanks now
1: I, I'm like part of the Part of Jumanji is that it's like kind of horrific, and like I, I wanted him to have like missed out on his whole childhood. Yeah. I don't know, like I, like I was so ready for that, and then like you know him and Bethany were gonna hook up, like they yeah, have yeah, been yeah. playing for that, and yeah. then he's this old dude with a family who's lived a life. Like really, the game meant nothing. They just went back. <laughs> they just went back. Like they had a, it was so high stakes, and then it was like, oh well. Yeah, like, no, the
2: same thing yeah. happens in the original Jumanji. Like the kids live their whole lives over. Like. As if they yeah, as if Allen never got sucked into the board game. But yeah, they, they go back to the Reek residence, they find out it's no longer like a spooky freak house. It's now the home of Reek's dad, who's no longer all fucked up, and a grown Colin Hanks, who is Alex Week, as a grown man, because he's twenty years older than the rest of them. And literally, like the fullness of this discussion, is he's like, "Oh, it's you guys, man! Wasn't that wild when we did that Jumanji thing? Thanks for helping me out with that." Yeah. And then they're like, "Also, so you're, also you're I, I name my
3: daughter, I name, I name my daughter Bethany as well." So, uh, cool. Yeah. Not, they not, sort not of creepy have at all. This, um, they have this, yeah, weird creepy moment where like a thirty-something yes! Colin Hanks yep. is like looking at this teenage girl, being like, "What's good?" Like. It's strange. Remember when
2: you smooched me while I was yeah. Nick Jonas? Yeah. But then he gets probably the, the <laughs> laziest, the laziest happy ending in a, in a film. They're literally like, so everything's cool? And he just goes, yeah, all good, bro. And then, like, that's the end of their interaction. Like, they just, like, are like, oh, cool, I guess everything's good. All good, bro. And then, uh, so that's a title of it me, me, uh, <laughs> to some extent. Now we're back at school. And it's, like, Bethany is talking to her friend, and she's, like, I want to go, like, hiking and do camping now, because I'm cool, and I- I'm no longer so uh, such a princess. And her friend's, like, oh my god, Bethany, like, are you even you anymore? Like, what?
1: What's happened to you? Yeah. And, like, she's wearing a beanie, like, now she's also yeah.
2: quirky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's relatable. Cool now. Yeah. And, and, and then, like, uh, Fridge and Spencer come along, and they're, like, good buds again. And then Bethany's, like, oh, hey, guys, and goes and hangs out with them. And, like, Martha's just not around. Like, what is this artificial separation? Like, why is she not... With with them and then like she rocks up and like spencer's like oh god i'm so nervous and like Be- bethany's like go get that girl dr bravestone go get some ass and uh, he walks over and they smooch and the drums start happening again and chekhov's bowling ball is employed because like they all hear the drums and they're like what and then they realize that the game is still in the back of the school so they just drop a bowling ball on it because, of course, the bowling
3: ball had they could. <laughs> to... And then what happens? <laughs> welcome to the jungle! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole movie. They just, like, the drop this ball. random bowling ball, the... and that's it. Yeah. This random pointless bowling ball that could have been anything else,
2: and then we get a nice fucking welcome to the jungle, which I was waiting for all film. So, there you go. End of film. Well done. <laughs> Well, if you enjoyed this or the other Jumanji film, or even if you didn't enjoy it, and you should still go check us out on all of our different social media <laughs> platforms. You can you can find uh, our podcast on Twitter, at SICurio show or me, at MrBTMcAllister.
3: I am at, at J- Jackson underscore Yousid. Uh, Nuala, do you have any social media you'd like to plug, or are you an off-the-grid girl?
1: Uh, I mean, I do have social media, but not plug- that I plug to strangers, generally.
2: <laughs> very, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, or you yeah. can check out Curio Network at
3: CurioNetwork on Twitter, or Facebook. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. It, it genuinely uh, means so much. We've been able to like uh, talk with some, talk with someone like that. the listeners recently, and that sort of thing. And it's been uh, genuinely very touching. Uh, some of the things that we've uh, yeah we, we've heard. So yeah, thank you so much. We're glad you guys like it. If you do like it, please get in touch. It really warms our hearts and gives us
2: a reason to keep making the show. So so please please let us know. Jackson and Nola, I'd like to talk to you about some MVPs. I wish you would. Here's what I've got. I've got Nigel Billingsley. Who I like mm-hmm. a lot. I've got uh Van Pelt, and I've got Jack Black. Those are my three.
1: Uh My I only had two. Uh, mine was as I said before, Jack Black, um, and also it's The Rock. It's Wade <laughs> The okay. Rock Johnson. Okay, like so he's always got to be an MVP. Nom. Okay,
3: fine. <laughs> I only had Jack Black. Okay, I would say, uh,
2: uniformly, we all had Jack Black in our list, and I think, you're going to have a hard time convincing me it's anyone else, he yeah. was great. He had easily the worst job to do in this movie, and he did it so well. Like
1: So well. He made it
2: fun in a thing that should have just been awful and intolerable. So <laughs> so fucking, good for you, Jack Black. Uh, I, guess, I guess Kirsten Dunst didn't hear that we picked her last week, so let uh, yeah, Jack Black know. Cool. Everybody, if you've got a line on Jack Black, tell him to get in touch, we'd love to have him on the show. We'd have still to wait you know, and find when still, we can uh, fit him in.
3: Yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're still, you know, whatever. If like, you want to come on the show, it's, like, it's fine. Like, it's not too much. We'll late. ship you a trophy. <laughs> yeah, We'll, we'll yeah, ship exactly. you an actual trophy. Shall we do some LVPs? Mm. Okay, I've got
2: three. Uh, I've got Fridge for murdering his longtime friend for ostensibly no reason. Seaplane uh, for immediately crashing the helicopter. <laughs> and the writer who wrote in that Bethany gets a boner. That Bethany has boner. I did not like that. So that was another LVP for me. Those are my three. What did
1: yeah. you guys have? Uh, I only have Fridge.
2: Yep, okay.
1: He is the worst. He is <laughs> the worst in every single aspect.
3: What about you, Jack? Uh I had Fridge, and I think, like, upon reflection, like the four writers of this movie. I think, are I... <laughs> All of them? I? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, I don't want a single... Well, actually, hang on. There's four of them. I'm just going to pick one yeah. of them out at random. Um, Jeff Pinkner was responsible I mean, he- for writing Bethany, um, I don't know if that's true, but I'm gonna blame it on him, so Jeff Pinkner is my yeah. LVP.
2: <laughs> that is how it usually works, like, when four people get together to write a movie with four characters, like, they each write dialogue <laughs> for one of them, yeah, you know, like, it's, that will me be like, oh, I write all the Bethany lines. So you know what, Jeff Pinkner? Fucking, you're a it. At- this, your job, <laughs> where you're a professional who has money for it. Should we, should we say Jeff Pinkner? Okay,
1: then? okay, wait, I have some details about this. Oh, please, this. please, please uh, So, um, the film uh, was scripted by Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, based on a draft by original writers Chris McKenna and Eric Sum- Summers. So I feel like, oh, actually, I, I don't know...
2: I've just Googled. And who
1: do we blame the people who came up with the final screenplay? I guess. Yeah, that was the final
3: through. Pink Pinkner and Rosenberg, hey? Like, that's who you'd probably blame. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a shared shared
2: honors or shared dishonors. Uh, I, I've just Googled, I have to let you know, uh, who wrote the scene where Bethany has a boner just to see what comes up. And I've found a website called Ruthless Reviews uh, oh. where somebody has written about this movie. Uh, a a strange, a strange thing. I want to find out what, what review score they gave and then I'll, I'll reveal it later. Okay. This guy liked this movie (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) this is, this is something, this is something that they said about it. This is a guy named Kevin who wrote this review. Um... I was also expecting really flat characters based on such obvious jokes as their avatars being shoved down our throats. But I was wrong there, too. With the exception of Kevin Hart Kevin Harding it up, Johnson, Black, and Gillen acted their butts off to do their best impressions of their younger counterparts doing impressions of themselves. Even more impressive is that they kept, uh, is they kept it up for the entire film. Kudos to director Jake Kazdan on this as well. Jack Black really selling a ditzy girl trapped in a hobo's body... <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps the best trick of the entire film was Black managing to make a couple of dick jokes not come off like, well, dick jokes. When Bethany has to pee, she has to. She asks the guys to explain how to use a penis, and the result is genius. Even, even an obvious boner gag came off as poignant. <laughs> so, you know what? Kevin at RuthlessReviews.com... Uh, I I respectfully disagree. Shall we get into a little bit of the trivia for this movie? If Dwayne Johnson could play any other role in the film, he'd play Jack Black's character, Bethany, Johnson said I know how much fun Jack had every day playing a 16 year old self-obsessed girl and I like that I like hearing that about The Rock that he totally didn't want to be Muscle Boy he would have been he would have been interested in playing the other thing um this is kind of interesting the statues in the jungle are modelled after the board game pieces in the original film so that's a nice little nod Jack Black jokes that he was not acting in the scenes where his character was infatuated with Dwayne Johnson's character he was in fact actually infatuated and the cameras just kept (laughs) on rolling what? this is Jack Black saying he like had a boat for Dwayne Johnson? Okay. Tom Holland was originally cast as Seaplane McDonough, but had to drop out because he was busy with Spider Man
3: Homecoming. Oh, man.
2: Ruby Roundhouse's outfit was influenced by that of Lara Croft, the protagonist of the two Raider video games and movies. Martha comments on how impractical the outfit is to wear in the jungle. Okay. Dwayne Johnson found his character of Spencer slash Dr. Bravestone all too relatable. At age 16, he resembled a 46 year old man, standing at (laughs) 6'4, weighing 245 pounds, and sporting a thick mustache. Despite his bulky exterior, the young Dwayne was very much a vulnerable teen trying to find himself. Oh my god. (laughs) God. so funny. This is a bit of fucking shade thrown at someone. I don't know who the person is, but in researching the character of Bethany, Jack Black went to Madison Eisman, asking her about her favourite music and TV shows. He watched and listened and got into that headspace. So he was like, I found the most vapid person I could and decided to, like, ask them about it. Jack Black says the script in some ways reminded him of John Hughes' classic The Breakfast Club. What? And no, I can understand one scene, but it's like who's going to look at the fullness of this script and be like, you know what, this movie really reminds me of the Breakfast Club.
3: <laughs> well, I guess it's like the whole like like uh, the copying homework and that sort of thing as well, and like yeah, Van
2: Pelt is actually made up of all the vermin and rodents, the grossest animals you can imagine. They inhabit his body. That's written <laughs> in the trivia. He's actually made of bug. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's the bug boy oh man
2: Dwayne Johnson pitched the name Smolder to Jake Kazdan via text quote what if his name was Smolder but he had this unique ability to just Smolder and he's like I love it! I made a joke about the fact that The Rock included that on his contract, but it's literally true! Like, The Rock decided to name his character Smolder, and he had this unique ability to just smolder! Like, that's a
3: real Let tell- thing! Let me tell you, Dwayne, my dad's a Star Wars guy, and I love that idea. We're putting it in the movie. <laughs>
1: Still Interested is a production of The Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Yusid. We are produced by me, Grace Chappell. Editing by Jackson Yusid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SICurioShow. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks.